Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And that's right, my friends. It is a throwdown Thursday. First and foremost, let's get old. <laughs> get the old Twitter Terminator up in this piece. What's up, Shannon McGuffin? What's happening, bro? Well, apparently after I turned the game off Sunday night, uh, Dallas decided to score a couple more times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude, that was an insane game. You know, if, if for anybody that didn't watch it, they just figured the whole thing was a destruction. But, I mean, the Colts were close for the majority of the game. It was 21 and to 19 I with know. 13 minutes to go in the game. I know. And then the fourth quarter was just an abject, absolute 100% disaster. I don't know that I've ever seen a, a, a one quarter go that poorly for anybody outside of Maybe Denver versus Washington in that Super Bowl in like the eighties. <laughs> like yes. you know what I mean? Like that was a bad quarter. <laughs> the Doug Williams quarter, dude, where right. they went thirty-five donuts. Yeah. I mean, now that's an ass whoop that's a quarter ass whooping. Well, yeah. it's a it's a whole game ass whooping in a quarter. Yes. And that's essentially what the Colts got in the fourth quarter versus the Cowboys was a whole game ass whooping stacked into one quarter. That was ridiculous. Yeah, it was twenty-one and nineteen. How does it go from twenty-one and nineteen to fifty-four to nineteen in a quarter? Oh my god! Four consecutive turnovers. Four. Whew. By not the way, one, not one, not two, not, two. not three, but four. <laughs> Dude, this just in the Colts hey, gave it away again. Hey, at McGuffin, <laughs> McGuffin. I just yes. want to know: Did you have an apple pie for breakfast? Because, you know, I figured you needed another turnover, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a special dedication for you. Well done. Yeah. Oh, that's well done, sir. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was unbelievable. I was like, man, they're giving him a game. Let me pay attention to this. And then it just straight up went to hell. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> after, what was it? Okay, so they get the touchdown to begin to gallop, and then mm. Malik Hooker runs it back. Then the next turnover, and then after Pollard ran it in, I turned it off, and I I'd recorded the Kentucky game from earlier that day because <laughs> they played Michigan in London. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to watch right. the Kentucky game, and you guys are like, holy shit. So I look at the <laughs> score, and I'm like, they scored two more times? <laughs> Shit. It, it it was nuts, man. It was nuts. I was like, damn. The Colts, by the way, twenty their twenty six turnovers are the most in the NFL. Five versus Dallas. I mean, that's you know, I mean, we knew they were in for a rough year. I mean, anytime you're like firing a coach, you know, in season, you know you're on the struggle bus. And you I mean, fire your offensive coordinator because yeah. you're not scoring enough, no. and then you hire a kid who's never done it. Right. I mean, Jeff Saturday. I, I appreciate the effort. I mean, I think the team is playing hard. That score is not indicative of it. That, that's a lot of things that went wrong late in that game, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I think the team has responded to Saturday. It's just clear that they have particular shortcomings. Limitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dallas absolutely 100% just exploited them. That's disastrous. That's disastrous. That, that amount of turnovers. I mean, that's like that's like the football gods are smiting you, right? I mean, that's yeah. I mean, could you imagine in, in, in fantasy football, like if you were going against someone with the Dallas defense and you felt pretty good going to that fourth quarter mm. that you were going to win that matchup, and then all of a sudden just a turnover party and they Boom. come back to beat you, and you're like, mother. 
Yeah, well, that, that's that's a rage quit. If something like that's oh, happening. Yeah. yeah, that's a rage quit experience. Uh, Matt Ryan, by the way, uh, has 18 giveaways this season, 13 interceptions, and five lost fumbles. Leads the NFL. Bless, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry, but after Pollard got that touchdown, that that's when the backups come in and you just you, you three yards in a cloud of fart and you're done. Well, what I mean, I think that last touchdown was I mean, that was Dallas's backups. Was that Malik Davis with a touchdown run? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, even the backups were like, "Yeah, what's up?" <laughs> I mean, God bless, dude. I, I mean, the wind's we'll... out of your cells at that point. Oh, yeah. So. No, it's done. It's done. It's I wasn't done. expecting a dude to actually take to the house either. I was just, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, he's just going to, okay, you know, run up the score a little bit. Well, <laughs> there were a couple of games that were bizarre to me. This is one of them, right? I mean, look, I, I think most of us expected Dallas to win. Yes. So it's not that Dallas won that's bizarre. It's the manner with which it happened. Right. But this game was was crazy to me. The Browns Texans game was crazy uh, with how it played out, right? Offense, I mean, what's that? You know, huh? Like you watch that game and you're like, what? What the hell? First, I mean, you knew Deshaun Watson was going to get some grief from the crowd, so that's no surprise. You figured he would be a little bit rusty. That's a long, long, long layoff. That right? motherfucker wasn't rusty. He was crusty as fuck. Oh, he was man. terrible. He was terrible. But. I mean, they, even the Houston fans were saying, put Jacoby Brissett back in. <laughs> well, <laughs> they probably should have. Yeah, they, they probably should have. Well, we want to see offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you, I mean, you got a punt return for a touchdown. You got a pick six. You got a fumble. I mean, Kyle return. Allen fumbling on a quarterback sneak coming out of the end zone. So they get a scoop and score. And they're all short. Well, I mean, the punt return wasn't short. But, they, I mean, what a bizarro. What a, just a strange game. Just nuts that game was nuts we got we got the washington you know giants tie we got this bizarro browns texans game we got that insane fourth court out of dallas we got baker mayfield getting released signing with the rams and because shannon cursed it by taking the raiders in the survive in the death pool survivor of course baker mayfield leads a comeback against the freaking, I guess the freaking Raiders. Like, what the hell, dude? All right, you just owe me a howl. Howl. Howl, Raiders. Howl. howl. Yeah. That's Clearly just... pretty easily. <laughs> 98 yards. <laughs> and he ain't even been there 48 hours Come yet. on, man. That is some crap. Where's Martin? Fuck that up. <laughs> How do you fuck that up? That's actual video from the locker room of Mark Davis to Josh McDaniels. Like, right? Right? It's got to be. Hey, well, let, let's go and get Randy. We're talking yeah, about all this. Let's, let's get Randy up in this piece. All right, old Gaty Giles, man. Down Jimmy G. Brock Purdy up in the house. Buckle up, friend. <laughs> Buckle I mean, up. I mean, if the defense keeps playing like that, uh, you know, I'm not. I can't worry. But so no, no, much. no. You you need the defense to keep playing like that. Need, need. It'll be it'll be it'll be an interesting test this weekend. So, I mean, Tampa Bay. You know, it's not like they're a bunch of slouches, even though they're no. not exactly having the greatest year. No, but well, yeah. yeah game, look, 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 look. Now that TB12 is finishing drives on the field and apparently finishing drives off the field. They might turn their season around a little bit. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> it wouldn't shock me. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, damn. I mean, yeah. yeah but I was just like, wow. What? Okay. Oh, hey. Well, you know, the internet's always a, a fun rumor mill, but he still got it. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't have to clap. Then that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> don't clap. He's already got it. <laughs> don't do that. That hadn't worked out so well. Yeah, but obviously, uh, anything related. And I mean, look, anything related to Tom Brady gets an internet traction field day. I mean, there's nothing new with that. So obviously, it's all centered around the divorce. And apparently, now the internet's going to have a field day with his apparent, maybe, possibly, sort of rebound. Who knows? But um, anyway, <laughs> good on him if that's. I mean, if it's yeah, legit, he's, I'd say he's doing all right. So I don't think that should be a shock to anybody. Famous rich athlete <laughs> has fun off the field. Shocker <laughs> with, with hot Slovakian model. Okay, that works. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my lord. Anyway, <laughs> anywho, all right. As I said, finishing drives on and off the field. You are correct. You only need to have one two-minute drill, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes a two-minute drill is necessary. You know? Oh, man. Whew. MacGuffin. That's naughty. Shame on you. Oh, I owed you a soundbite. Here we go. Wait a second. This is dedicated to your Indianapolis Colts in that fourth quarter. Thank you. You are welcome. It is also dedicated to the, I almost said Los Angeles Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders on Thursday Night Football against the Los Angeles Rams. Come on, man. I, I will say, <laughs> in the, I, I will say in the Raiders' defense <laughs> that every single time Max Crosby rushed, he got held or horse collared or something. Mm-hmm. By the right tackle, and the referees refused to call it. Swallow the whistle. Is that what you're telling me? Dude, they, yes. <laughs> they, they were um, – the Rams paid for them to swallow. Mm. All right, fair enough. Anyway, well, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that keen amount of insight there. Um, all right. There's somewhere, but I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. That's what she said. So we've obviously just jumped around a bunch of games, a bunch of topics, a bunch of people. So All right, let's get back. Let, to Randy. Let's circle back to Randy. Uh, number one, I will say, Tua got folded up like an absolute. I mean, he got folded up in that game, man. I was like, that dude's got to be hurt, right? I mean, that was in the fourth quarter. That ended up being a fumble and a forty nine er scoop and score to yeah. pad that that final score to thirty three seventeen. But man, when when I saw that hit, I was like, dude, Tua's got to be hurt. That guy must do some serious flexibility work. That's all that's all I'm saying, man. He got folded up. But look, here's the thing. Miami opened out of the gate. They had a 75-yard touchdown out of the first play. First play of the game, right? They score. Seven I'm like, oh, we might have something going on here. And then when Jimmy when Jimmy G gets hurt, breaks his foot, and Purdy's in, I'm like, oh man, 49ers in trouble, dude. But that team stepped up. And, I, I, look, I know Miami's battling their own set of injuries as well, and the 49ers defense has been phenomenal as of late. But when you lose your starting quarterback, right? Yeah. Going against a quality team, you never quite know how it's going to go. 
So a couple of things here. Number one, it's a credit to Brock Purdy. I mean, he was Mr. Irrelevant, dude. He was the last pick in the draft. Okay? 25 of 37, 210 yards, two touchdowns. Did have a pick, but I thought it was fascinating. I was listening to the Ross Tucker podcast. I like Ross Tucker. Um, he, he's pretty funny. He's got some interesting stories from his time in Washington with like Steve Spurrier. Always cracks me up. But uh, he had Sage Rosenfels on, and they were talking about Brock Purdy. And that, that's the one that I sent to you, Randy. Yeah, uh, listen to it. Which I thought was really interesting because you're like, well, who is this guy? Right? And when I listened to that podcast, I was like, okay, maybe – look, it's a seventh-round pick. You know what I'm saying? It's the last pick of the draft. Your expectations can't be particularly high. But, like, that felt really positive talking about who he is, how he played, you know, what he brings to the table, and what that offense is. And, I mean, look, we, we know there are certain coaches that know how to put players – in positions to succeed and they leverage what they do well all right you don't have a fair gauge of Brock Purdy after one game you just don't but he played well given the situation now you'll get more answers over the next three four five games as teams get film on him and work against you know and and you know scheme specifically to take away stuff he does well right but if the mm-hmm. guy's a gamer Look, as somebody that that pays attention to Washington, if you have a player back there that the team will rally around and is a gamer, it might not not always be pretty, right? But if a dude can play, they can play, right? So what you hope for, if nothing else, is you hope the guy has a high floor. You don't know what his ceiling is, but you hope he has a high floor and he's a competitor because that's a really good team. You know, he had some nice anticipation on some throws. There was a there was a throw he made to McCaffrey. I think that was to close out the second, uh, to close out the first half. And he threw that before McCaffrey was looking for that thing. You know, yeah, he he definitely made a lot of really good throws. Obviously, yeah. you know, he's, I mean, a lot of short throws, but he made some good right. throws. Well, and obviously, based on what we heard on the podcast, is that he's doesn't he's not going to have a cannon of an arm. He's not no. going to. You know, he's not going to, you know, do a Josh Allen or Mahomes or, you know, Rodgers or anything like that. But what he is going to do is the short stuff and the intermediate stuff well. And that's pretty much all you really can ask of that offense just because that team is built around yak. Whether it's it's IU, Debo, McCaffrey, Kittle. Yeah, they got weapons all over the place. Those guys get yards after the catch like there's no tomorrow. And that offense is built around that and run yeah. the ball. And if you and if you can just get those passes out quickly like he was, because he was getting rid of the ball, even though he had yes, guys he in his face all the time. He really, you know, he stepped up in the pocket well. He, you know, he moved around as he needed to. He, he made a lot of really good throws and some not so good ones, but that's to be expected. Well. But ultimately, it was clearly the defense that, stepped up and knew what they had to do. Obviously yes. they took offense to uh, that first touchdown uh, and decided to <laughs> step up their game. Uh, though, obviously former 49er and Trent Shurfield is the one who gets the long ass <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. Pick that em, dick. Pick them up. 
<laughs> well, it's it's just funny is is four former 49ers played on a, against them. You know, Craycraft catching a few passes. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Jeff Wilson and Mostert talking shit before the game, and obviously Debo's the one talking shit after the game to them. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean th- that's that's a stocked team, and look, it's not unprecedented for somebody to come out of left field, right? I mean, Brady's a set, uh, what a six round pick. You have the Kurt Warner story. I mean, mm-hmm. things happen, right? And sometimes, you know, somebody doesn't hit the measurables you expect, or whatever your checklist is. They're not flashy. They're not a first round pick, but that's a, that doesn't mean he can't play, right? And so. You can't expect that, but it's not unprecedented. And that's a really good team, and a really good team with a solid defense and a lot of really viable and talented skill position players, which they have, and running backs, and a competent coach, and a good scheme can leverage and put a player in position in positions to be successful for what he does well. And it's late enough in the season that Purdy's had enough time with Kyle Shanahan. I'm certain he doesn't have all the reps that he needs, right? right. But he'll get those because he has no other choice but to get the reps at this point. So then it's just a matter of what teams can take away. But I'd like to believe that that Kyle Shanahan can help schematically put a, put their offense in the position to be productive. And you're right that that is a yak team. They got a ton of players that look. If it's going to be a, a rapid fire, quick, short, intermediate passing game. Dude, it's the 49ers. If any, you know what I mean? Historically, what are we saying? Of course, right? Uh, West Coast and the death if you have to. Randy, you love that. I mean, you love that shit, <laughs> right? Hell, that, that's what I run when I play bed. So, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, again, it, it's a one-game sample size, so it's hard to have a gauge of much of anything other than you can say, you know what, in a tough spot against a good team, he came in – and, you know, Brock Purdy delivered. I'm so, just saying, like, you got a tight end in Kittle, a receiver in Debo, yeah. a running back in McCaffrey, and then you got stopped. the fullback who who can do some stuff, man. Like, you're loaded. And, and that's not including Ayuk. I mean, bro. Can we rename him Brandon Ayak? Because uh, yeah. so the yak, you know the what? Catch. You're right, that? Justin. Can we do I that? yak. I yak. <laughs> In honor of the yak. In the good the sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's also what some people do when they drink too much. Yeah, exactly. They yak. Allegedly. <laughs> we should get Whitfield a jersey with I yak on the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a barfer. But. You know, I hadn't really thought about it, but if if we if we were back in the day, we wouldn't do this now. But back in the day, I wonder, like, if we were all out pounding beverages, who would bar first? I would probably take Whitfield. Whitfield or D Stat. If I if I go too hard on the liquor, it'll be me. But if it's beers, I'm usually good for a while. Yeah. Well, unless it's a cooler of uh, whatever that crap. McCollum made that one time. At the, was, was that a Halloween party? That was New Year's, actually. New Year's, yeah. And what he what he had done is he mixed a gigantic yeah. thing of Long Island iced tea. Mm. Here's the problem: he never mixed it after he put it together initially, so everything sank to the bottom. 
Right. I love how Randy always tells this part of the story. It all sank to the bottom, man. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't stir it, where the hell else is it going to go? Uh, well, you know, you could have stirred that crap too, bro. How was you guys trying to play beer pong? I've been paying attention to that shit. I know. The photographic proof I have afterwards also d delivers that as a clear story. Which I have never looked upon. <laughs> but we have, and it's hilarious. I'm sure uh, it is. <laughs> it is. Anyway, that's a tangent jump. Let's let's circle back. Um, Wait, we have a tangent jump every now and then? Never. Us? Oh. Us? Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say some real funny things from that game. Uh -huh. First of all... The whole thing with the night before of learning that Shanahan sat there and went to the defensive lineman and said, linebackers just outplayed you last week. And then Nick Boso took it upon himself to be like, bitch. <laughs> now, well, look. That and then it works. And it then does. they come back and say, don't you ever talk shit about me again. <laughs> he, he won't until the playoffs. Yeah, maybe not. You know, I, I think Miami's good. And – Look, and there was a lot. There's been a lot of love for Tua as a dark horse MVP candidate. I'm to the point now that I really think, in all likelihood, it's it's Hurts is is the front runner for MVP. Obviously, Mahomes will be in the discussion. Allen will be in it will be in the discussion. But uh, I, I think it's a nice nod to what Tua has accomplished. And they've had some moments, but I just you know against a team with that caliber of defense. They stood tall. I mean, that that's hard to lose your starting quarterback in a game, and they responded. I mean, again, look, we're late enough in the season now, and I know there's a little ray of hope that Garoppolo can come back in the playoffs. <laughs> what what's the timeline? I mean, it's essentially well, the, Shanahan the, pumped the brakes on that today I know. or yesterday. <laughs> I know, um, I know. I mean, they're saying at the very best if, if everything goes perfectly it would be by the divisional round right potentially and to so, me even then it's like he's not going to be right even if no, he is technically healthy no, probably not so the, the thing is this if purdy plays well or purdy well her uh if if, oh, if san francisco there you go if the 49ers make it to the divisional round and purdy's playing well you don't necessarily want to disrupt that Nope. Do you? Of course not. No, you go with the hot uh, hand. I mean, and but also it makes sense, if, especially with the potential uh, for Garoppolo to come back next season, considering mm -hmm. he's not against the idea of coming back next year. No, that you know, let him heal up, and it, it, it would. And now, granted, would it suck if that really was his last game? And yes, that's how he went out. Yes, yeah, it would definitely excellent. suck. And obviously, I feel bad for him because it reminds me of uh, Andrew Luck a little bit in the sense of just he could never stay healthy. And every time he got on the field, eventually something happened. And it's just never refresh my wrong. memory. And, and you would know better than we would since you're a 49ers fan. But uh, a couple years ago, y'all didn't the 49ers have like some bizarro rash of quarterback injuries? It felt like it. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Nick Mullins at yeah, one point. Yeah. Was quarterback. yeah. There's all kinds it, of random people playing. You're like, who? Who the hell is this? You know, it's like, like it's like I knew who Beckham was. Yeah, yeah. Where 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 is that? Like at some point, like the 49ers were so deep in like the roster of people they were playing, we were like, they drafted who? <laughs> who the fuck is this? This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker! Who the fuck is this kid? 
still one of the. I still love that draft react video. It's unbelievably fantastic. I can't, uh, honestly, I, I mean, can that almost was me with the Colts didn't take Debo. So I mean, <laughs> honestly, I can almost guarantee you there were probably some 49ers fans when Brock Purdy got drafted. So <laughs> yeah, but the seventh round. Yeah, you but that's a you don't react. But you, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. Like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> who who is this guy? Yeah, like totally. I mean, I understand, right? I understand, but. Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, that's just like a that's like a tackle on draft pick. You don't expect much of anything out of that. No. You just don't. We're going streaking! Well, I mean, if they go streaking with Brock Purdy, then that's pretty good. I, I do love uh, people already had, um, what was that hashtag? Brock Purdy, like like Big Dick Brock Purdy or whatever it was. <laughs> I was like, I well, can't, it, I can't believe like that. That one uh, meme you sent is like you just got beat by Big Cock Brock. Yeah, that's what it big was. Cock Brock, big, yes. big Cock Brock. That's what it was. BCB. And then people were talking about does he have uh, like big dick energy? Right? They were going all off on that. Uh, <laughs> it's so hilarious. They're like, look at a picture of this kid. He doesn't have BDE. <laughs> it's like you know what? You don't know, dude. You don't know. You don't know. And again, I, I mentioned to you before. I mean. I'm not going to tell you that Taylor Heineke has some phenomenal ceiling, right? But he's a gamer, and the team responds to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a guy that was, what, on a couch and the guy called up, <laughs> you know? He was at his sister's house yeah. on a couch. On a couch, probably drinking some prob- finals. Probably drinking some Bush Light, getting ready for oh, finals, oh right? Oh, God. I'm just saying. Look, if, if you're drinking Bush Light, <laughs> you need to go seek medical help. <laughs> You're just hydrating at that point. Come on. Yeah. You know the you, you know the drill. You know the drill. So, uh, look, again, it's not unprecedented. You can't expect it, but it's not unprecedented. So, the next month will tell us a lot about Purdy, but that's a good team. The other thing that tells us a lot is that they didn't have a waiver claim. Now, maybe that was because of McCaffrey going, no, don't don't do that, bro. Uh, but they, they didn't even have a waiver claim for Baker Mayfield. And that was a popular story. People were like, oh, yeah, 49ers going to have a waiver claim for Baker. No, they didn't. That, well, there's a reason for that. They were 28th on the list. I understand. But so there, was, there wasn't even a chance. There, there was no it, way. It doesn't matter was- if there's a chance or not. The thing is they didn't have a waiver claim for him. So you're telling me there's a chance. Right. So oh. there's there's no if you don't have a waiver claim, there's no chance. Period. End of story. Now look, um, did did was it published how many teams put in a waiver claim for him? I want to say I could swear the Rams were the only one. Wow, I'm surprised Indianapolis didn't put in a claim for him. Why would least. they? They've got enough dumpster fireness going on. They don't they don't need that. I mean, just to try. I mean, some. Why? I mean, the thing is, McVeigh liked Baker Mayfield for, since the day he was drafted. So this yeah. just gives him enough. And with the thing is, is with. Stafford's injury apparently there's like something pressing on the spinal cord yeah, in his he's neck. Got a, he's got a spinal cord contusion, if I remember correctly, which, which in all, means he might not even be able to play. Well, in all he, likelihood, he needs surgery. Yeah, for him to play again. So keep him out a year. Yeah. Well, so there's a high possibility. Uh, look, Stafford is 34. He's oh, shit. look. He's yeah. made plenty of money. He's got a ring. He's got a ring. He won a Super Bowl. He's gotten plenty beat up the past couple of years. He had con- he has, he's had a couple of concussions this year. And his wife had that, that uh, right. brain so issue. So if, yeah. if, if you're playing percentages, you have to be prepared for – I'm not saying Stafford's going to retire. But at some point, when you've made enough money, 
you got a ring. He, I certainly wouldn't say to you that Matt Stafford is a surefire Hall of Famer. I wouldn't say that. He's definitely not a first ballot guy. But he's at least in the conversation, right? So he's got a crack at it. So other than staying the stat pad to cement his case, what else does he need to do? He's got the ring. People are going to say, well, you know, he didn't have success in Detroit. And then they're going to go, well, but it was Detroit. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Hello. That's what they're going to say. They're going to go, well, it was Detroit. What do you expect? That That's mm. what they're going to say. You know what I mean? And once he got out of Detroit, what happened? He won a ring. So he, he'll he be interesting. Not first ballot, but he's in the conversation. But look, he's got plenty of money. He's got his ring. If, and he's been beat up. So if it's his time to be like, yo, I'm good. I'm good. I've done enough. I've won enough. I'd love to keep playing, but this is too much. I got to hang it up for my family, for me, whatever. Then it's a, it's a good move by the Rams. I mean, the Rams, what is that going to cost them? A seventh round pick? I mean, that's nothing. Yeah, Yeah, that's nothing. You know, and this is another thing. Dude, I, I, we're going to make fun of the Raiders for eating their ass at the end of that game and losing to the Rams, right? They should have they should have beaten the Rams. Mm-hmm. Should have. So they deserve the criticism they're going to get for dropping that game. That being said, for Mayfield to be claimed by the Rams, to essentially end up playing in a game 48 hours after they claim him, and to lead a comeback victory at the end, and he looked pretty good doing it, in the end, I didn't. I look. I'm not going to tell you I watched that whole game because that's a lie. I did not. I was like, "This is a shit show. I want nothing to do." I watched the Devontae Adams highlight that was on Twitter. I was like, "Whatever. The Raiders should win this." I was doing other stuff, and then by the time I got late, I was like, "All right, wait a second. What's going on? Let me turn this on." And that that was just bananas to me. But if you're the Rams, given the context of Matthew Stafford and what that could be, what that may be. You need to have a contingency plan. And to get a guy, if McVay likes Baker Mayfield, right, mm-hmm. to get him for n- virtually nothing and to have the end of the season to kind of get a trial run, break him into the offense, get a feel for it. Look, Baker Mayfield, you know, he's not a bum. He obviously is a bit of a moody prick, but he's not a bum, right? right. I, I think – if he stays with the Rams, because obviously for maybe with what could potentially happen to Stafford, I do believe McVay is the type of coach that could get the best out of Mayfield. I think that's really where the issue is for him is the fact that he's got talent, he's got you know he's got some skill, he is a play he, you know he's a player. He will go out there and play hard. I just think the coaching staffs he's been surrounded by his entire career up until now have been shit. And well, it, it's they've let fit. him, and they've let him just kind of be Baker, and Baker's just been an asshole. <laughs> Plant this flag, y'all. Look, there are players that are talented that end up in spots that are just they're they're poor fits for whatever reason. Some of it's their own maturation as a player, some mm-hmm. of it's a scheme, some of it's the coaching staff, and Baker's an easy one to pile on because he's not. I don't think Baker's particularly likable you know what I mean so he's kind of easy to pile on that being said I mean he did win the Heisman 
You know what I mean? He did get the Browns. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he get the Browns in the playoffs? Yep. He, okay. He, if the defense could have held a freaking backup quarterback, they would have been to the AFC Championship game. So you know, remember that shit? Yeah. Yeah. So he's not a bum. It's hard to gauge. Like, what is the Carolina experience really worth? Probably not a lot. I mean, they're a dumpster fire. There was obviously some grievances in Cleveland with Beckham. But, look, McVay's a good guy. He's a, he's a good coach. And that's a team that's going to be – Randy, I'm sure you're like, oh, I'm fond of the Rams suck bags of balls. I know you wouldn't be Mr. 49ers fan. But if you're McVay and you're looking at the landscape going, we have a window here, if Stafford's got to go for whatever reason or can't go, if he's got to retire or chooses to retire or can't play moving forward – you got to have more than what they currently have on on their roster. Yeah, that's a much. that's a cheap experiment to see what you can get out of it, and that's one of those things. If it's a good fit from a personnel standpoint for what he can do, and McVay can put him in positions to be successful, that's a steal to get him that way. It's a steal. It might flame out. It might. But that's a worthwhile dart for a team that's on the struggle bus. I mean, a terrible year, but I think they, they arguably are having, like, the worst, you know, follow-up to a Super Bowl of just about Super Bowl anybody. Hangover. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're having a terrible year. Lots of reasons for it. Fuck them, well, pick, fuck them picks has obviously contributed to that. But well, that's the way they're built. real interesting when you think about it is once Whitworth retired, that offensive mm-hmm. line just was never the, hasn't been the same. No. It's no. like he was the leader of that offensive line, and they responded to him. Yeah. Think about all the injuries they've had this year. Yeah. A ton. So it, they, they get a chance to audition a, you know, if he's a good fit. I don't know what Baker's ceiling is. And, again, I, you know, I judged around a, a moment ago that he's a, a bit of a moody prick. He is. But if it's a good fit for him and his personality – then there's nice upside to that move. There just is. And the Rams, quite frankly, need that upside because if I'm a if if, if I'm a Rams fan or I'm a, a, you know part of that organization, I'm worried about Stafford's future. And to get a crack at that kind of upside for that kind of cost, you should take it every single time. Absolutely. Every time. And if it doesn't work out, you just <laughs> You know, that's the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, you give it a go. So. Guys, because clearly Wolford is not the future that, in no, LA. No, no, he is not. No, he is not. By the way, random, a random factoid, random not so fun factoid probably for you, Randy. Since 2017, the 49ers are 38 and 17 when Jimmy, Jimmy G starts, and they are 9 and 29 with another quarterback in there. Yeah, I know. So we'll see if. If that trend continues, or if Purdy and the rest of that team can step up, and again, they've had some years where they've had a lot of injuries, and you can't judge this by one game. But they're no. they're obviously we're gonna have enough time as as and I can't believe we're already like what week fourteen is what we're going to do. It's crazy to me. So we're at the home stretch, you know. No. And so if if Purdy and the 49ers close out strong. That will tell us a lot about Purdy and about that team. And then playoff football is a different beast. So 
you got to temper your expectations. But defense and running game travels. So always they the they always do. Shot. They always do. Yep. Always do. So impressive. You know whose defense didn't travel? The ten- uh, Jacksonville. The Tennessee Titans. Their defense yeah. did not travel. They did not travel. Kudos to Jalen Hurts. They missed the flight. Uh, <laughs> they didn't miss the flight of the ball going to A.J. Brown. They got to observe <laughs> that first person. Uh, so much so that the Titans GM got cat. Can. Yeah, I mean, I, I know they can say that that's not why that guy got fired, but doesn't it feel like that's why that guy got fired? Let's, let's be honest. Two days really after is. the John, revenge game, yeah. are you kidding me? John Robinson, yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Come on, dude. You're going to fire that man two, ga- two Look, days after a- the A.J. Brown game? Are a- you kidding a- me? A.J. Brown said he wanted to be there for life. Uh, look, it's players saying what they're going to say. But that's the team that drafted him. I think he did. Yeah. Could you? I mean, like, I mean, he, he, had, he was having a great career there. You know, yes. him and Tannehill were great. Yes. He was doing just fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm he pretty got, sure Vrabel got, wanted to. I'm sure Vrabel wanted to keep him too. I he would imagine wanna, Vrabel I would want to play for Vrabel. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'd go to war with that man. Yeah. Let's hell go. Yeah, man. Let's go. So, I mean, they got Absolutely. him in the second round. Got four years out of him, and then he flipped him for a first, but. Yeah, what cost? His job. Yeah, but I mean, what, what I think, what I thought was real funny is you could you could tell that Brown was playing angry when he kneed that dude in the nuts and ran his ass over to catch that one touchdown. <laughs> dude, dude, yeah, yeah, he punked that guy. That was rough. Especially when he you see him just roll over on the ground, he's grabbing his balls I'm like, "Yep, you just got kneed in the nuts, dude." <laughs> Did that guy get called for pass interference? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like I like how and he's the one that gets needing the button and all that, but it all of a sudden the yeah. other dude's like, "Yeah, no, it's pass interference on you, really." Yeah, I'm holding my, my nuts my here. My balls got in his way. Apparently, <laughs> I liked uh, in the second quarter when Uh-oh. when Brown had back to back monster catches. Couldn't know who's out of bounds on one, but like it didn't even matter, right? And Hertz was like, "Sure, I'll throw it to Brown again. Boof, why not?" You know what, what I mean? What can Brown do for you? What What can Brown do for you? Deliver. Well, it's the holiday season. You want, you know, UPS to deliver for you, so it's accurate. Yeah. And Justin, but, you owe me a soundbite, buddy. Look, what is it you want? You want a soundbite? You I said the guy's balls. There you go. And that's what I'm talking about. Am I right. man? <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, what's in the box? Balls. Balls. <laughs> Lots of balls. Jalen Hurts, by the way. So, yeah, A.J. Brown just crushed, just crushed the Titans, right? I mean, A.J. Brown, I like I like how uh, Tannehill had, like, a message, like, you know, why'd you have to do it like that? That was fantastic. You know, in the postgame, they're, like, hug, they're hug, hugging it out, bro. <laughs> they stuck it to y'all, man. They stuck it to y'all so bad. Oh, they stuck it to the underbetters too because that over under was 44 and a half. Ha <laughs> ha. 40 or 35 to 10. Of course they get it. Yep. Jalen Hurts by the way, the first player in Eagles history with 350 passing yards uh, or at least 350 passing yards, three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in a game. That's a nice day. That's a nice that, day. That kid, you know, for all the shit that was being talked about him before this season, mm-hmm. man. That that kid's delivering. He has. Look, they had a, a little smidge of a lull 
you know, their record is phenomenal, right? But there was certainly a point in the season where it was like, okay, all right. And we talked about this the other week. You know, it was a similar criticism that we gave against Minnesota. And it's like, all right, well, who have you really played? What are you doing? You know, and, and Philadelphia has responded. And that's what you have to do at this point in the season. It's the lessons you've learned from the early part as your team, you know, you get your chemistry, it builds, you get it gels, whatever. And you go, right? Beginning of the season football is different than end of the season football is different from playoff football. You got to grow. You got to be a shower and a grower. Sorry, Chris Cooley. You got to be a shower and a grower, <laughs> right? <laughs> All the way through. You got to dirt diggler that shit, right? You have to. <laughs> is that the first time we've ever made that reference on this podcast? I think it might be. Oh, Maybe. <laughs> now there's no little Richard there. <laughs> <laughs> You, I see what you did there. <laughs> you see what look, you did there, sir. Yeah. And see, and looking at the remaining five games they have left, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they already beat Dallas's ass earlier in this year, and mm. they get to play them again. But obviously, it's a little different. Dak's back, and the team might be a little healthier this time around. So we'll see. Should be. Could you know they could be fighting for a playoff spot, and the Cowboys actually may show up. Who knows? They might. But I mean, they got the Giants twice, the Bears, the Saints, and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still December, so the Cowboys will probably show up. It's just January when yeah, you know, the, tur- the turtlings yeah, begins. There you, uh, the, yeah, you know, you got the the what was it the uh, the Lexus December to remember and the January turtling of Dallas. You know, <laughs> you can almost just, just stick it on the calendar, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at the schedule they've had this year, <laughs> and funny. they they. Beat teams they should have. They, I mean, they've beaten the team they should have beat, mm. but they've had some close games against teams that they should have essentially blown out too. Um, obviously, we're. I mean, we can't count week one because that the Lions always seem to be feisty. Though they're getting a lot more feistier than they were earlier in the season. Uh, yeah, Dude, they're in the hunt. I know. Wouldn't Eight, have expected five that. And seven man. Yep. If they won a couple of those. Crazy games. Well, I mean, on. they they were a hop, skip, and a jump away from beating Buffalo on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I think I think the Lions are are going to be a legitimate tough out. They're going to be a spoiler as the year goes on. You know, I mean, that's Minnesota's division, bar none. That's Minnesota's oh, division. Yeah, I think they but, clinched it, didn't they? Or they can clinch it this week, one or the other. I think they can clinch it with I, a win this week. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Lamar clinch it when he had to run through the tunnel the, last year? Oh, no. Sorry. Indeed, he oh, did. Oh, oh, wrong sorry. Clinch, wrong clinch. Wrong kind of clinch. Was that a Browns? No, I think Minnesota was, was, can actually hey, clinch Shannon, the division. Was that, was that a Browns game that he was clinching? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. True story. <laughs> hashtag facts. Yes, hashtag facts. <laughs> oh, my God. What could Brown do for you? <laughs> Oh Lord! I'm gonna go right through you. <laughs> gonna shoot some brown down the table. Yeah, brother. yeah. All right. Uh, Titans, by the way, have lost two games in a row, and I believe they only have one win this year against a team with a winning record. I jotted that down really quickly, so I don't know if that meant. I mean, they beat Indianapolis twice, so I, 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 I don't know. know. <laughs> well, what does that count for? Look, and this is not a knock against Vrabel, but you know, Tennessee's a gamer. But that's that's a squad that, you know, if you were trying to gauge where Philly was at and where Tennessee was at, 
Yeah, I mean, they beat the Commanders. That's it. That's the only team that with a winning record they've beaten this year. Yeah, I mean, and the Commanders. <laughs> and that was barely, if I remember. Yeah, twenty-one seventeen. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they bushwhacked them, right? Before well, I mean, and after it's was like, that still was that still Carson Wentz? Probably at that point. I mean, they you know they beat the Colts twice, but then they beat the Texans only seventeen to ten. Yeehaw! They they lost to the Chiefs twenty seventeen because they always play the Chiefs tough. Yeah, they, they only do. beat the Broncos seventeen to ten. Come on, man! Come on, uh, man! They, they beat the Packers twenty seven seventeen, and then they lost to the Bengals twenty to sixteen, and then the Eagles whooped their ass. Yeah, there's no shame in losing to the Bengals. Just ask the so Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? You're telling me they still had the Jaguars twice in Houston. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. They do, and they also have the Chargers and the Cowboys. Uh, well, they'll lose if what four and one down the stretch, three and two. Uh, they're in the playoffs. They're yeah. done. They're they in. should. They they should. Well, be. they should win the division. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. should be. They should. They'll, be. they'll host the game for sure. Yeah. They should. Barring seven something and five really now. Miserable. Yeah. And so much for Jacksonville being <laughs> arriving, man. Good lord. You think after they beat Baltimore, they're, they're, they're in. They're and inconsistent. They get they're inconsistent. But, I mean, some of that with that particular game, you know, I mean, yeah, Trevor Lawrence got hurt. He left. He came back. But, I mean, the Lions were beating the Jaguars' asses, dude. And it's so weird. I mean, I think part of this is a reflection of a of a young quarterback that is is showing moments, like, of how far he's come since he's been drafted. But then you get reminded every once in a while about how far the team still has to go, and I just think the Lions, man, like you can't, you can't underestimate the effort that the Lions are going to give you in a game. The Lions, by the way, scored on all five of their drives in the first half, and they scored in their first three possessions of the second half. Let's just be let's be honest here. Dan Campbell's another dude I would go to war for. I mean, yeah. I would. They, they should just... not. They should not fire him. No, he no. he, a hundred percent needs to get another season. Fuck yes, you know, and and you know, St. Brown has been fantastic for them. I know we missed some time, and they've when had healthy, yeah. right? They've had some other players that have missed some time this year. But their but, backup running back has more touchdowns than the Denver Broncos. I know. Well, it, Russell Wilson's house has more bathrooms than he has touchdowns this season. Yeah. That's He's probably shit more in a day than he has touchdowns this season. <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning of the season, if I'd have, if I'd have been like, "Yo, Detroit Lions gonna be in second place in the NFC North by late late season," you guys would have probably thought I was on crack or something. But I mean, they, I would have thought Green Bay would have been at first, not Minnesota. Right. Well, if you told me they'd be in second place with five five and seven record, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man, that's terrible. I mean, I would have thought, oh. You know, Minnesota's sucking ass and yeah. Green Bay's doing good, and I would not have thought Green Bay's in third or whatever. <laughs> by the by the way, Jacksonville has lost their twentieth consecutive game to an NFC team. Wow. Come on. Man. I'm, the, I'm not shocked. The by Jaguars that. have not won an NFC game since beating Mark's New York football giants twenty to fifteen in the twenty eighteen season. Opener, the Tom Coughlin ball. Holy crap! (laughs) I mean, oh, you got to dream a dream for real. That is terrible. Terrible. Oh my god, where is November lame? Jesus Christ, (laughs) there we go. I need that. 
That's barftacular. Jeez. Yeah. That's gross. I didn't realize it was that bad. That's that, bad. That's, that's really. That's bad. pretty bad. They've had, they've had. Now granted, they've had some lean years, but that's that's sad. <laughs> Straight up. Was that right after they made the AFC Championship versus New England? Oh my gosh. I believe so. What a fall from grace, right? And the, I mean, the biggest it, mistake they ever made was re-signing Blake Bortles. Man, if they could have just found somebody, anybody. To quarterback that team other than Blake Bortles, they would have been just fine. Thing is, is Bortles wasn't horrible. He was. He did. He did have his moments, but it's just. Where is he at now? Some, I'm probably on someone's practice squad. Was he? Was he a backup in Green Bay for a little bit? I, I feel he like, was. Yeah, I have no like. I have not. I have not thought about Blake Bortles. So I haven't looked up where he is. But anyway, well, that's not even a point, man. Kudos to the to the Lions. Yeah. Kudos to them for balling out, and you know that that was a team that looked like the season was just going to circle the drain, and they've I mean they've climbed back to five and seven. But and, you expect that from a Dan Campbell team, just because of that dude. You know how that guy is. He's not going to give up. I know. Bite their kneecaps off. Bite their kneecaps. He's going to fight. I know. They're a reflection of their coach. Like, yeah, you got knocked out early, but you're not giving up. And yeah. that team is fighting like hell. And look, Minnesota, don't fuck around this week. You're gonna fuck around and find out if you don't <laughs> if you don't handle your business. So the last team that the show's Bortles is on was the Saints in twenty twenty one and the Packers in twenty twenty one. It doesn't mm. show a team for him in twenty twenty two. Well, are you he's telling only, me the, are only, you telling me the Blake Bortles exper- experience is over? At only 30 years old, it might be. Wow, that's harsh. That's tough. Sorry, Blake. Bordelais. <laughs> Bordelais. <Ooh>. See ya. <laughs> that's <right>, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> I know Ava remember this. Where did he go to college? Um, I think he didn't he go to UCF. That's what I'm thinking. That too, was the first thing. Yeah. It, that's what I was thinking too, but I couldn't remember. Blake Bortles College. Where did he go? Yeah, UCF. UCF sure did. He was a third overall pick in the first round of the 2014 draft. Great recall, my man. Yeah. Oh, no. He announced his retirement. Okay. Oh, oh all At right. 30. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if no one's going to, you know, if he's all he's going to do is, you know, hover around on practice squads and never actually be on the active roster, why the fuck no. bother? Well, I mean, you can make good money as a as a backup quarterback, but I mean, you maybe, could. Yeah. If you're good. Well, I mean, I, mean, he's, he's, I, mean, I see a picture of him right here in a Denver Broncos jersey. You telling me you wouldn't almost go with the Blake Bortles experiment? Over? Bro, I, if I were <laughs> hacking, I'd be starting. <laughs> Come on, point. man. Bortles and James, my I, man. Bortles, yeah. All the, all the Broncos fans need some Bortles and James to get through this shit show. I mean, you know, at, least, at least he's not, you know, Josh Rosen special, you know. What I mean? Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. That's funny. That's funny. Where are we at? Where are we at on time? Oh, we're closing on an hour. All right. Well, I guess we, not, we might as well pick one other game, and then we'll take a break. Um, Let's take it now. I'm out of beer. You got a beer? Uh, look, look, we already talked Whose about fault the, is that? It's MacGuffin's fault. Exactly. <clears throat> my fault. I'm it, thirsty. I'm, well, I mean, yeah. 
I'm trying to think if there's really any other like. I mean, I think let's say let's definitely save uh, Cincy and Casey for second half. Yeah, that's fine. I was gonna say we can just tie a little bow on 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 Bucks and Saints because I thought we pretty much talked about that. Well, we I think we talked about you know Tom Brady's rebound more than anything. Uh, but that was oh this- my god, how <laughs> that was uh, absolutely. I turned it and went, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that, that wait a second here. That game was. Yeah, like I, that was another game where I was like, uh, all right, that's not going very well. I'm going to do some other things and I'll, I'll follow it in the background. And then, you know, it, it's 16 to three in the fourth quarter. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, do three stuff. minutes left. I know, I know, I know. And then I'm like, oh, all right, all right. Oh, they got a touchdown. Okay. All right. 16 to 10. All right. All right. And you can say, hey, man, look, you know, the Bucks were grinding that out. Brady aired a deep ball to Evans. Fine. You want to say, well, it was just defensive pass interference. Well, I mean, it was DPI. I mean, it was a legitimate flag. Okay. That was a legit flag. And, you know, 16-10, you go, okay, well, the Saints the Saints should be able to finish this off. And they can't convert the first downs. You got Ingram not running out of bounds. You got Taysom Hill getting lit up and not bringing a ball in. I mean, they had some stuff that happened, right? And some of that is a credit to the Bucks, But some of that is uh, – a question for just the Saints, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing, y'all? Um, giving Brady an opportunity. And, of course, of course they score. It didn't matter that a touchdown got wiped out by a holding penalty. You know, Brady hits wide on third and whatever it was, third and goal, I think, and he stretches out for the touchdown. And, you know, that that's one of those <laughs> – again, this is a weird week, man – Ravens Broncos was ugly and bizarre. Bucks Saints was ugly and bizarre. But I think it was Kornheiser that said, you know, you may not may not be you may not get four quarters out of Tom Brady, but you still figure you're going to get the fourth quarter out of Brady. Uh, and that was certainly true in this one. His 44th career fourth quarter comeback, two touchdowns in the last three minutes, and that's vintage Brady right there. You know. Brady was 0-37 in the regular season and 1-43 in the playoffs when trailing by 13-plus points during the fourth quarter. Of course, you know what their one victory is. Gee, I wonder. (laughs) The Super Bowl versus the Falcons. So, I mean, it's a wild thing. I mean, the the Saints had to do things that were conducive to the Bucs making the comeback, and then the Bucs had to deliver, and they did. Wild. So, good on him. You know, for having a comeback on the field and off the field, clearly, clearly on the upswing there in Tom Brady land as he continues with avocado ice cream and flexibility exercises, putting them to good use in both scenarios to get stretched. Somebody's getting stretched out. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, man. Listen them up. Um. <laughs> So I, that's wild, but you know, I mean, the NFC South is such a dumpster fire. Oh my god! You know, like I don't trust the Bucks, but I mean, if, the fact it, of the matter is that all four teams are still in it for the damn division. I know it's weird. Title. I don't, wouldn't it be funny if the damn Panthers somehow win that freaking division? <laughs> You'd be like, what? I mean, they're technically Look, only two games behind. No, if the Panthers win that division, we are gifting them Sex Panther. Okay. Oh wow! You're gonna break. You're gonna bring back Joe Flacco's Sex Panther. We're gonna we're gonna gift them Sex Panther. That's a bold choice, but okay, 
I'm game for that. It ain't gonna happen, but no. I just figured we should just say that. Oh, Randy, Randy. So like, uh, I think I've I think I've said before in the podcast, like I do a game of the week at work, and mm-hmm. so people vote on it. So I, I I pick a game. Usually it's NFL at this time of year. Yeah. But I did one weekend where it was like pick the World Series winner because it was still early enough that you didn't know how that was gonna play out. Mm-hmm. And then I had another one, some World Cup games, etc. But for the most part, it tends to be NFL games. Uh, and so one of my coworkers was like, how come you haven't picked the 49ers game this year? And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm pretty sure that I did. She's like, no, I don't think so. And I went back and I was like, oh, all right, I guess I haven't. And so it was her birthday. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm sorry about Jimmy G getting hurt. But you know what? You get the game of the week. Happy birthday. Woo. <laughs> so 49ers and Bucks is the, is the game of the week. You know, that's the one I ended up picking. Although it's kind of a tough slate this week. It's not a very sexy schedule this week for sure. Well, six six teams off. It's the last uh, week of buys, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So it, it, things will get more interesting at, for sure as we start to head to the close of the season. But it it's a real big point of curiosity because, you know, the Bucks would love to get this win, right? But you got to feel pretty good about the teaser you got out of Brock Purdy and where the 49ers are at defensively. So this is actually a really interesting game. Surprisingly so. Yeah, because a lot of it's really going to depend on the defense in the sense of we all know how much Brady loves getting hit, and that's one thing this defense loves to do. So it's going to be one of those things where – Muddy up. Stick a hat on him. I mean, if you know Brady isn't going to get a clean pocket, if he's going to get hit a lot, you know, that's usually a good recipe to, you know, for them to to lose. But on the other hand, it's not like Brady doesn't have weapons. It's not like that defense is horrible. No. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how Shanahan, you know, prepares Purdy for the game in general, the type of plays he's going to script. And, and then, but also just how the defense measures up in general. Because, I mean, you have to, I mean, you're playing against Tom Brady. You're going to get hyped regardless because it's Tom Brady. Yes. Well, until he falls apart or goes off to Kellerman Cliff, right? One of these times, he's just gonna he's gonna draw his arm back to throw the ball, and his arm's just gonna fall on the it just, ground. It just pops like, out of oh. socket. It's like what was that mutant league football? You know oh god, I, mean? I love that game. That <laughs> was so fun. There's some kind of remake, and I bought it, but I, I I haven't even played it yet. Mutant football league. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it. I think on the PS4, but I I haven't played it yet. Like I loaded it up. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm gonna play this with Logan, and we have not played it. <laughs> <laughs> but but it looked fun. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to this game. Like, I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued by the Brock Purdy story. And I mean, I think it'll answer a lot of questions on both sides. Yeah. Well, yes, because I, I don't think anybody has a ton of faith in the Bucks, right? But that defense is good enough that if the 49, if Purdy's on the struggle bus or turns it over, right? This, this could be one of those kind of slugfest. Right, rough and tumble kind of games. You'd like to think, where I think most people would expect the 49ers feel like they're more complete and that they could overcome it, but Tom Brady is a weird X factor. You just never quite know with that dude. So if they get if they stick hats on him pretty consistently or bang him up, bang him around, and get him on the ground a lot, then that's different. But, you know, if this is tight all the way through, you just – I don't know, man – 
Like, it just hasn't happened yet where you can be like, mm -mm, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Tom Brady's not going to do it. <laughs> like, he, he still just has a little magic in him. So it, it ends up being a, a far more compelling game than I would have expected. I mean, quite frankly, if Garoppolo was healthy, you'd kind of feel like the 49ers were going to roll him, right? Well, so. even then, I would still kind of be like, eh, A, it's Brady. B, I'm really, I'd be curious to see just mm. – how you feel a lot more confident if Garoppolo is starting? Well, of course, of course you do. Of course you do. Of course. But you it's do. all. But it's also like it's like I can be confident all I want. But also it's like on the other at the end of the day, it's like it's Brady on the other side of the field. It's there's all like you said. There's that X factor with him where it's when he's there. on, when he's on, he's on, and he's pretty unstoppable. Yeah. You know, Brady is still the kind of look. He's not what he was. What's that expression? Like, I'm not, I'm not what I, I'm trying to remember if I can, I might have to look it up to get it right, but it's like, um, I think I am going to have to look it up here. Hold on. But there, there's a fascinating, there's a fascinating line. I, I wish I could find it right now. Cause it's like, I'm not as good as I once was, but I can be as good once as I ever was. It's something like that. Mm. I'm not as good as I once was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Right? So there's a consistency question there. Yeah. And the thing is, with a guy like Brady, until it's done, until the fat lady is legit singing, like he can still get you. He's still good enough to do it, and he still has a little bit of that magic in him. So it, it that part that part's kind of fascinating. And that was true, like, and I know this is a jump, but you know, people like to like bag on the the end of Peyton Manning's career, right? And some these as these guys start breaking down and their body betrays them. But there's still things that they do that you know, if if you don't play it right, man, they can still get you. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So and Brady can Brady can still get you. Ask the Saints. Ridiculous. All right. Well, let's take a quick break because we just cleared it there. Let's take a break and refresh our beverages. You know, water some trees, and we'll come back. We got a couple other games to pound out, and then we'll just kind of wrap up and get out of here. But as always, keywords are sports and brew. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Home Feed on Podbean, etc. A whole bunch of other crap. And thanks for putting up with our junk, as always. Yet again, the ghost town that are Mark and Matt. Come on, y'all. Stay up all night with us. What the hell, man? <laughs> but anyway, we'll take a break, stretch your legs. We'll be right back, and we'll just pound out some other games, dude. Why not? <laughs> be right back. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. Uh, the trees are sufficiently watered, <laughs> as always. And I think we're due for a salute of clock, my God. Or yes. as, you know, Big Cock Brock, I guess we're due for a salute of cock out there in 49ers land. Um, <laughs> so, so I rock and, of course, an El Segundo Broken Skull IPA. Uh, Shannon, you know what's funny? I, number one, I appreciate you giving me the gift of beer. And I, I thought you had brought me Broken Skull IPA. And I went to grab one. I was like, oh, he brought me Broken Skull Lager. You curveballed me. Um, oh what? Oh, I I just saw the else um 
El Segundo. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, let me just get that. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was a lager. <laughs> he brought me the lager. Reading oh, is a- reading is fundamental. Thanks a lot. Oh, um, the lager's not bad. No, the the lager's good, but the IPA is is where it's yeah, at. Yeah, I know. Uh, but the the lager's good. And then I also have, of course, my Jack and Coke. And tonight I, I was feeling rather spicy and bold. So I ended up crushing a beer while I was prepping. And then I essentially polished off my mixed drink. So I made a second Jack and Coke, which is a little bit dangerous. Uh, but I did that. Although it's, I've been pretty mellow so far this podcast. I haven't gotten too spicy and ridiculous. We'll see if uh, segment yet. yet. We'll see if segment two gets a little bit of. Wait for. I know it, it's early yet. You never know what'll happen. Uh, and then I was at the ABC store earlier today, and I was buying. I, I needed a new bottle of Jack. And while I was there, I was like, "Oh, well, we need a new, you know, a bottle of Tito's." And I was like, "Oh, well, let me go ahead and buy, you know, some stuff for father-in-law for Christmas." And I found this bottle that I thought was really interesting, so I bought. I bought Sarah's dad one, and I was like, you know what? I want one of these. And I hope it's good, because I have it in my hand right now, and it's Widow Jane Applewood Rye, which I thought sounded really delicious. Okay. So it smells good. Do the taste test. I I don't have a shot glass. I'm just going to go ahead and take a, you know. I mean, mean, it's it's your your house, my man. I know, right? (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and take a a slug right out of the bottle of of Widow Jane Applewood Rye. Batch number three, bottle nine ninety six, man, hell yeah. Okay. So made with pure limestone water from the legendary Rosendale Mines of New York, so they say. But a blend of straight rye whiskeys finished with toasted applewood staves. I hope I pronounced that correctly. But it, it just sounded interesting, which I hope it's good because it was like fifty bucks a bottle. So I hope it's pretty good. It better be. It, it right. It ought to be. <laughs> That'll warm you up. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Captain Snarky in about 10 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, it's, it's, only, it's only one shot. Now, if I happen to do a couple of those out of there, then we're probably in trouble. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry in advance, Whitfield. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. No, that's good. I thought there might be a little bit more uh, apple hint to that, but that's pretty good. Yeah, Widow Jane Applewood Rye. Okay. All right. I've, 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 I was expecting a little hit more of apple out of that one, but uh, no, that's good. That's good. It would undoubtedly be better on, you know, with some whiskey stones or some ice. So, but that's okay. You know what? It was. I'm gonna have a second one out of that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I should do this with the, the Zacapa when we hit episode 400. Well, I'm buying a bottle of that. Oh my god. I, do I love, think we all should buy a bottle of that for uh, episode 400. 400, we should all individually buy yeah. a bottle of whatever we want to have. Or we all get together in the basement and mm. just tell Sarah to take the kids away for the weekend. You might want to go honey, to Charlottesville. Honey, just, just go ahead. <laughs> we, we got to burn the house. Yeah. We're going to throw the thong song on and tear it place apart. Honey, just go to Charlottesville. The guys are coming over, and it's episode 400. We're wrecking shop. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Don't worry. The house will still be standing when you get back. We won't be standing at the end of the night, but the house will still be. That counts for something. That's be one hell of a Wawa run, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I, no. I, I think, that before bro, the, the bro, podcast. That, that's an Uber Eats, man. They're delivering it. We would have enough during the podcast. We ain't driving anywhere. That's, that's done, son. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> nope. Nope. 
All right, so what did Jane Applewood write? It's solid. Uh, solid. Yeah. I should have had a little, um, I should have had a glass with some ice in it, but I, I enjoyed that. I'm partial. You know what's funny, Shannon, is I've, um, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm really partial to the bourbon barrel, like, whiskeys. Okay. Yeah. So it, it it's tough to not do the bourbon barrel stuff. There was also another one that was, like, maple, and I almost bought that. But it, again, this sounded just different enough and interesting that I wanted to try it. So, <clears throat> taste test success. All right, Shannon, what you got, bro? So I've I've actually been pretty good this year. This is my do first. I, do I dare take G- a third sip out of this bottle? Yes, you do. Mm. <sighs> Shit, at this rate, it's gonna be sorry, Mark, too. On top of it, fuck. <laughs> Uh, or, or as Alex Trebek would say, "Fuck them." Fuck <laughs> uh, um, I, you know, this is probably the latest in the year I've ever had this, but it's a Hardywood GBS, it's mm-hmm. the twenty uh, twenty two version, and um, yeah. it's on point. So nice quality. There you go, Randy. What you got, bro? Well, like you, uh, I started the uh, first half <laughs> off with a. Uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Nice. Um, I knew I had some in the fridge. I'm like, you know what? I bet you Justin's going to drink one of these. Yeah, I'm going to drink one too because yep. it's it's one of the very few IPAs that I actually enjoy. Well, how um, about that? And uh, for the second part, I got my first uh, Hardywood Christmas morning of the year. And uh, in honor of your lovely liquor there, I'm going to take a swig of Moxie's Bar Edition since I have it sitting right next to me. Ooh. Oh, good. I've been waiting for you to take a slug of that. Oh, man, I tell you what, if, if that bottle survives until episode 400, we're going to have to. ain't making it past it. It, <laughs> <laughs> it may not. It may not. Oh, oh, I can feel the I can feel the Widow Jane, like, cranking up. Uh-oh. Oh, we might get lively here. That or I'm going to pass out. I don't know which one it'll be, but we'll yes. see. <laughs> well, we've been through both, so, you know. <laughs> Oh my god! The, the I famous so- episode where Justin falls asleep on the mic, yeah. literally with his head down on the mic. Yeah, but then I woke up and I kept talking. It's like it didn't happen. So Shit and I were just looking at you like seriously. What okay, we- well we'll just keep talking. What are we gonna do? All right, we'll. we'll- I mean, there ain't shit we can do, but no, we'll just talk for hey. Justin, and eventually he'll wake up. Bro, Pretty as much. many times as I've fallen asleep. Oh my god! Like, I can. It's almost. That. It's almost a weekly routine. Are you kidding? He either falls asleep or he gets extra snarky. <laughs> That's usually one or the other. <laughs> well, at, at, on my second GBS, I'm thinking extra snarky is about the way to go. So. You, you, Especially considering how hard it took you to say Cordero Patterson. Oh no! You were on the struggle bus trying to say that dude's name. It was terrible. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh. You're definitely good for some cheap humor along the way. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, Shannon's interesting because he either passes out or he he morphs into this surprisingly peppery dickhead. It's (laughs) it's very funny. Trust trust me. Try try sitting there and having that happen while you're trying to watch a wrestling (laughs) pay-per-view. Hey, Randy, let's have a chopping contest. And Randy's going, really, dude? You really want to chop You sure you want to go there? You sure you want to go there? I I do. I literally, are you sure? Yeah, (laughs) man, go for it. Okay. Instantly regret it. Yes. uh, Instantly sober. (laughs) 
Yeah, I would say he he chops the drunk out of me pretty. Yeah, I would imagine a Randy chest chop will knock the drunk out of plenty of people. I mean, Randy's a strong mofo. Yes, for for those who don't know, like Randy is extremely strong, man. Randy is a bourbon barrel. He is a bourbon barrel, (laughs) right? Come on, favorite kind of drink, right there, man. There it is, sir. Oh my gosh! Uh, I did pick up some of the uh, Bourbon Barrel GBS. I, I like to give that as Christmas oh, presents. So good, yeah. yeah. So uh, Total Wine has a good stock of it. I don't know how long they will, but they do at the moment. Uh, so I picked up some of those. I'll keep a four pack. I'll give away a couple of four packs. I'll probably pick up a few more because they keep well. They keep mm-hmm. well. So they do. Uh, but Bourbon the, GBS is yeah. always on. Point. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a very 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 delicious beer. There's no doubt about mm. that. You know, it's funny, if I'm not drinking an IPA, it, and side note, I can't believe Shannon, when, when you visited the other week, uh, you actually drank a uh, one of the El Segundo IPAs, and you were like, oh, it's pretty good. I was, I was, you I was, know I'm not an IPA guy. I know, you're so. not. You're not. You are Kudos. not an IPA guy. Kudos to Steve Austin for making an IPA that even Shannon will drink. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, sure. it, it, it's a good beer. It is. It's not overly it really heavy. Is. It's not overly bitter. It's not overly anything. There's plenty of people when you go on what what is it? Uh, it's not beer reviews. There's whatever site untapped. that is. Untapped. Untapped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Untapped. And you'll see people complaining about it. I guess it depends on what you're looking for. And like right now, the hazies are the really big thing. And again, I, I do like hazy IPAs, but I've kind of gotten burned out on those. And so I've switched back to... The Broken Skull IPA, which is a very crisp, very clear, very clean IPA. Yeah. Uh, and I've I've started buying Arrogant Bastard again, which I do like. That's a very robust beer, by the way. Yes. The Arrogant Bastard Ale. Uh, but uh, like I just I, like I've just I've had so many hazies for so, for so long that I just sometimes I just don't want that. <laughs> and so yeah. the Arrogant Bastard Ale is a great change of pace. Uh, but that one ruins your palate. The only thing I don't like about that beer is if you're drinking it, it destroys your palate for virtually anything else you could drink. It just messes that up. Yeah. Uh, the El Segundo IPA is is you get some of the bitters and the and the citrus from the IPA stuff without it being like ridiculously overpowering. So it's a nice beer uh, without being crazy heavy. And oh look, I do want to give a, a little little shout out to uh, Todd. Before I get too far into my Widow Jane Applewood rye and whatever else might be going on tonight. A little special shout out to Todd, man. We caught up uh, this week and I was joking around with him and um, I was like trying to catch up with him and Monday was busy, Tuesday was busy and he was like, well, I'm off, you know, Wednesday and I'm like, oh, lunch date with Todd. I actually had a lunch date with Todd. We met up and had lunch together. We went to the Rusty Taco. That's not a joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to the Rusty Taco. It was really good, man. It was really good. I had this Philly cheesesteak taco, super tasty. I, I had this uh, fried chicken taco. I, it was like their team fave or whatever. That was really good. And then I had the Rusty Taco Taco, which I Todd talked me into ordering it. Because it has pineapple on it. And look, I'm not anti-pineapple, but I'm not like, oh, I love pineapple. Like, right, you're not going to catch me ordering pineapple on a pizza. But I tried the Rusty Taco namesake taco, uh, which I think is pork, and it has um, some some pineapple slices on it. It was really good. Now, I did nice. have to add hot sauce to it because I took a bite with no hot sauce. 
just to get their particular flavors. And then I added some hot sauce to zest it up. But it was it was good. But that was that was a nice uh, that was a good session hanging out. So Todd, thank you for that. And uh, we were chilling and uh, you know just having lunch. And <laughs> lady was like, "Is this two checks?" Todd's like, "Is one check?" And then we're talking. I'm like, "Have you have you listened to the podcast yet?" And he was like, "Yeah, that's why I got it on one check, Mister Fifty Thousand Dollar Winner." <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I laughed, and then he ended up picking up the check because I was helping him with computer stuff with uh, with the sons. But so anyway, Todd, I'll raise a glass to you, man. Thanks for the laughs, and uh, that that was kind of you. So I, it was good to catch up. I was certainly uh, uh, thankful, and I was uh, it was nice to catch up and just have lunch together, man. It was good to hang out. Uh, it was good to see you. So that worked itself out in its own little way. You but, know, the, as much but the Russian taco, we, I know, we give Todd so much crap. As much grief as we give I him, know. man. He's he's a really good human oh, being. That's great, dude. I, I appreciate the friendship, Todd. Yeah. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Salute, my man. Salute. Salute. Very tasty. Very tasty. That, that, was a, that was a good lunch. That was his suggestion. I had never been there. It's not that far from where I work. And he suggested, and I was like, eh, I was kind of feeling a sandwich. I was like, I don't know about tacos. But then he taught me into it. We went there, and it was great. Super good. So if you're in the Richmond area and around Shore Pump, I know there's two locations, but apparently the Shore Pump location is the place to go to. So Rusty Taco. Uh, Randy, I, I would think Penny would like the Rusty Taco. Actually, she's suggested a few different times. She was just waiting for it to you should go. You know, get open and have, you know, get the initial rush done before, you know, because some places when they open up for the first time, there's just so many damn people there and it's hard yeah. to get in that it's just, it's, you just kind of wait till things die down a little bit. And that's kind of what we're doing at the moment. Oh, well, go. Very we good. Will. We will. We definitely good. will. Yeah. Very good. Uh, super enjoyed that. All right. Did everybody there salute o'clock beer stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Yes, All right. Sweet. All right, well, let's go to Bengals Chiefs, man. And I guess if we're doing salute of clocks, dear, dear Lord, Joe Burrow. Oh, my God. Third time in a row that the Bengals have beaten Mahomes and the Chiefs. Burrow was the only quarterback to beat Mahomes three straight times. That is incredible, by the way. Although I do find it odd that the Bengals keep handling the Chiefs and keep struggle busting with the Browns. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Well, I mean, I'll I'll just chalk it up to division opponent. Really. Yeah, maybe. But but I feel like the Bengals are built to beat the Chiefs. Like the yeah. way that the way the they, they scheme, the way the players they have, they're just built to that, match the Chiefs. They're not intimidated by the Chiefs. No, they're not. You know, no. and and there's certain teams that have a certain like, like they've got a mystique. Certain players have a mystique to them, right? Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, back in the day, like Lawrence Taylor, right? You know, or the 49ers and Jerry Rice and Joe Montana or Steve, whatever. Like, there's always teams that have this reputation and this aura, right? The Bengals give no fucks. They're like, whatever, dude. And they just go. And it's it's amazing to me that they have... You know, what's funny about the AFC is it's like the Chiefs have the Bills. The Bengals have the, have the Chiefs. Like, the playoffs are going to be fascinating depending on how the matchups play out. It's crazy. It's crazy. It definitely feels like the <laughs> Bengals have taken on the identity of Burrow. Because he just has that, you know what, fuck it, let's do this. And he just goes out there and he plays. He doesn't, he just, 
the, he's, he's, he's the new Joe cool, essentially. I mean, he just is so calm, so confident and just goes out and plays. And it, it, it really is impressive just how they have the Chiefs number. Are you telling me Joe Burrow is falling, is going full Bill O'Reilly? No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Damn straight he is. I'll write it and we'll do it live. That drive when they took the lead, he damn well did do that. (laughs) Oh, that is bananas. No, I mean, kudos to them, dude. Kudos to them because, like, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, I mean, they didn't roll over and die. You know what I mean? And that play, and I don't remember if it was the third quarter or the fourth quarter, but. When Mahomes took off on fourth and goal, and he jumped, essentially jumped into the end zone, and the ball—I mean, the ball oh, like comes, he was trying to dunk it or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was cr- like he was like, "What is this? A Jordan pose? What up, man?" And that could have ended so much worse than it did. I, it, that was stupid, honestly. That was that was pretty wild, and I don't—I didn't see—I wouldn't watch that game real time. I was following it, you know what I mean? Because I, I, a little bit of red zone, a little bit of whatever. Uh, but that moment was, was crazy. And he's fortunate that the ball broke the plane, uh, and that the ball was out of frame in a lot of the shots, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, honestly, I think that's the only reason they didn't overturn it. Cause it, cause when the ball came into frame, it was yeah. falling out of his hand. Yeah. So you're kind of like, uh, can we get a different angle please? And there wasn't one. So. Yeah. Not a good enough one. So that that was very close. That was very close. But in the fourth quarter, uh, you know, Kelsey's fighting for some extra yards, and the Bengals ripped the ball out, you know, and they score a touchdown on the ensuing drive to go up 27-24. I mean, that, that, that was a good game, man. And you can't count on Bucker missing. I mean, 55, it's not a, it's not a gimme, right? He's it, usually pretty good. It's not um, a gimme, but, yeah, he's – you know they they have a fair amount of confidence that the Bucker's going to hit a fifty five, and uh, Mahomes slams his helmet down, which you don't see very frequently out of that guy. I, like I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think about how many times I've seen him get really kind of like frustrated on the sideline. It's it's rare, um, but he slammed his helmet on that one, and the Bengals essentially iced that game out with first downs. You know they they finish it off the defense holds and then they, and then they just finish it off. So. Uh, the Bengals have won four straight overall in their last three meetings with Kansas City. Uh, it's just wild that it, the, the, all in the same calendar year. They they won on January 2nd to, to get the AFC North title, and then they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead in overtime to reach the Super Bowl. I mean, that that's wild. That's wild. Well, and here, here's, the cra- here's the crazy thing. If, mm-hmm. if the Bengals end up taking over the AFC North, Mm-hmm. And they had this tie in terms of the record with the Chiefs. They mm-hmm. bumped the Chiefs out of the number two spot, essentially, mm-hmm. or wherever the Chiefs land. So I mean, there's, there's, this is going to be a hell of a just a playoff race in general, just yeah. to see who ends up in. I mean, clearly Buffalo now is, is thankful for the 49ers and the Bengals because now they're back in <laughs> first place in yeah. first in the in the division for the bye. But it's just it's crazy to think that. <sighs> The AFC is just going to be tight down the wire because you have three eight and four teams and two nine and three teams. So here's the funny part: a couple weeks ago, Buffalo's in the wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Weren't they like down there too? Like it wasn't even 
They weren't and, even like number. They were like three or fourth, or they were like what was it, fifth well, or sixth I mean, or something Miami like that. Miami was was ahead of them because of the head to head. Yeah. But now that Miami's lost a couple and Kansas City has the same record, now Buffalo shoots right on up, and it's like it's good. But but they lose Vaughn Miller for the season. That that sucks. I that, mean, I feel so yeah. bad for that guy. Brutal. Because that was the guy that was going to make all the difference on that defensive end or the defensive side. Excuse me. Well, v- Von Miller was was like the uh, you're thinking about. I mean, that that's a playoff move, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a playoff move. And the reason they have him is to bring some heat late in games in the playoffs, right? I mean, that's a defensive. Cl- essentially, Von Miller is a defensive closer. That's what that's what he's there for. You know, and I'm listening this morning to the guys talking about it, and he has more quarterback pressures than twice the second person behind him. Wow. Now, is that for the season, or is that all time, or is that? Season. Mm -hmm. He has 38 on the season, and no one has, like, the next is, like, 17 Mm. on that defense. So that's a problem. And that's going to be a potential problem, kind of like what they had last season. Mm-hmm. If you can't get pressure on the quarterback and they can find somebody, that's going to put more pressure on Allen. And my well, man's got to get healthy, you know. I'm sure they're wishing they didn't let Jerry Hughes go for sure at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, done now, bro. It's yep. it done now. So. The young, them young pups got stand, uh, stand up. I don't know. I mean, short of Kansas City and Mahomes, and they have a very I, favorable schedule down the stretch. They got Denver twice. They get so and they Houston. Get, they get Denver, Houston, Seattle, Denver again, and then the Raiders to finish the season. I mean, that's a very favorable schedule. <laughs> I mean, the Raiders game could end up being one of those games where. Crazy shit happens because sure. it's the Raiders. <laughs> the other four games, though, pretty winnable. Yeah, especially against Denver and Houston. <laughs> Denver twice. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm Den- Denver's a shit show. God, I don't know if there's any team that's a bigger disappointment in the league than them. I'm. I'm blown away by just how. Bad that offense. It's terrible. By the way, worst coaching job of the year: Josh McDaniels or Hackett from Denver. Like, come on, that's tough. It's tough because it's not like McDaniels didn't have any weapons either. You know what I mean? Um, Got freaking the best, almost the best receiver in the league in the last few years, and Devontae Adams. I hear you, but you also have you know a quarterback in Russell Wilson with a lot of weapons. Now, obviously, you know, the defense and the defense isn't bad either on both sides for both teams. And it's just crazy to think that it's this AFC West that we were so just enthralled with going. This oh, is my God. Be- you remember the offseason? Everybody was knob slobbing over the AFC West. Yeah. The Chiefs are good. The Chargers going to charge her. The Raiders, you haven't been able to trust. I know, uh. they've, I know they've won some games late. Well, not against the Rams on Thursday Night Football. And the Broncos are just a dumpster fire. 
Well, so, I think for the Chargers, part of it is just the injury bug kicking their ass this year. Yeah, that's part of it, but it's that's also part it, of it. They're underachieving the way that the Chargers always underachieve. They find ways. The Chargers, for like the majority of my adult lifetime, have just yeah. found ways to lose. Right. Well, I, I I'll, here's a here's a just a out of left field who I think their next head coach should be. Sean oh, Payton. Don Payton. Yeah. Oh my God, that's not out of left field. We've talked about that. We've, we've talked about that on the podcast. I'm just, I clearly, I was drunk when the, we talked about oh, that. Oh well, so. yes. So, which, <laughs> which would be well, which would be why I don't remember. Oh no, go. it yes, it's come up several times because look, Herbert's young. That that's a good team, right? And they need they need somebody that's experienced that can give a firm hand as necessary and that can just get him in the right direction. And and Peyton, you you can fault him for the things that you want to, but the reality is he's a good coach. He can cherry pick where he wants to go. And I think there's enough of a body of work for it's Staley, right? And with the chargers, I don't hate the guy, but do you have confidence that he's going to, you know, get him over the hump? I know. I don't. He, he just he makes bonehead decisions. You you right. can't do that. How many times have we ever like take the points? How like, many times has they should like, have just kicked the damn field goal? I'm not anti analytics, right? But you can't you can't be so lost in analytics that you don't have a feel for the moment, right? Yeah, you, you, and that's the and thing. That's where he seems to fail at. He's right. just not. He's not present in the moment. He's focused so much on. Well, our chances of go winning here are based upon look at this situation here. Yeah, we should go for it. Dude, fourth and one is no joke. I don't give a shit. You know, unless you're Tom Brady who can easily just tends to fall forward and always gets the damn one yard. Well, um, I mean, that's that was the Raiders tonight. You had fourth and one with at the two minute warning. Either you punt the ball or you go for it. I, I thought you should have gone for it. Like go for the kill shot. Yeah, go for the kill shot because if you get it, guess what? Game's over. If you don't, that you tell your defense, man the fuck up and stop a guy who hasn't been there 48 hours. Well, and obviously, you know, we can go back to when Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he was with the Dolphins, had that amazing no-look fucking touchdown pass to beat the Raiders a few years ago. <laughs> Look, that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, but you, but you know what I'm saying? It's like it's just something. It just seems like a typical thing with the Raiders. Oh my God! They find ways to lose. They, they, they do. You're right. You're a hundred percent right. But you're supposed to find ways to win, not find ways to lose. There's a my, lot. Of, my there's, there's a lot is, of heartbreak is, in the AFC West. I guess. Yeah. Is, is our if they lost here. the ball at the thirty yard line, <laughs> at least they would find a way to get behind a lot earlier than nine seconds left in the game. Agreed. Mm. You know, if they got the. Touchdown with a minute left. At least you have a minute left to try to get in the field goal range. At least. Because Carlson's at least a competent kicker. He is. So he, he really is. Anyway. Anywho. Moving right along, Justin. No, it's all good. All right. Well, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, we do have the tie with Washington and the Giants. I know a lot of people are disappointed at a tie, but you know, and I said this to Whitfield on one of his random late night calls, even though he never shows up for the podcast, I have all these late night calls with him every week. Here's the thing that's funny about that tie is I bet you it helps one of these teams 
if not both. As I we think get, it helps both teams. It does. As, I agree. As we have the playoff push. I know that sounds weird, right? I know that sounds weird. But the tie in this scenario, given the way the wild card seems to be unfolding in the NFC, the tie is actually a little bit of a feather in their cap. And I'd bet you almost anything, barring a complete collapse by either one of these teams, when we get to week 16, 17, 18, as it really sets up for that, I bet this tie bails one of these teams out, if not both. Well, as it stands, Washington is only a half game out of the final wild card spot. Mm-hmm. I think Seattle has the final wild card they spot do. for now. But But think about this. Every single NFC East team is either in a playoff position or right barely out of it. I know. And the next closest team, Detroit at five and seven. So um, if Seattle falls apart, I'm not saying Seattle's going to fall apart. Obviously, when they play the Niners, I'm hoping the Niners whoop their ass. Uh, but Oh, let the couple- Niners whoop their ass, Randy. Just go ahead. Do it. But it's just the idea that <laughs> this the NFC playoff race is so much different than the AFC because there's such a potential for a shit show <laughs> based on all these underachieving teams that could potentially still make the playoffs here versus the AFC team, which seems to be fucking loaded. AFC seems like it's loaded compared to the NFC at this point when you look at the records of these teams. Well, I think there's more teams that you have a high degree of confidence in with the AFC. Like, all right, with the NFC, you go, all right, Philadelphia, believe in them. Dallas, kind of hard to fully believe in them. Pretty good. But after that, what? What do you have? What do you have where you're super confident? I mean, until Garoppolo I mean, went down, obviously the 49ers were right. one well, of those You teams, got but- the injury, so now we have the the backup quarterback, and maybe, the, maybe he's – Really but, good, but we're going to find that also, over the next month. And Minnesota, what are they, 9-0 this year in one-score games, which is like ridiculously unheard of. But you can't live that way. You no, can't no. in the playoffs? No. no that's not going to that's not gonna work. No, and they've got their ass handed to them by Philadelphia, right? I mean, they've, mm-hmm. got, they've gotten lit up. Their losses, they've been lit up. So I don't know how much – I mean, regular season, good. It's like that old uh, thing back in the day, Napster bad. Like, I feel like the Minnesota Vikings are like, regular season good, playoffs bad. Like, I want Lars, some like animated flash animation of like Lars to come out here and be like, Napster bad, Kirk Cousins bad. <laughs> like, right on, like, right on it. You know what I mean? And- regular season good, Kirk Cousins bad. <laughs> yes, exactly. Family present. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, and I know that's weird, but like, I don't think the Vikings are crap. It's not that. It's just, you know, What's ha- the Vikings get to play every single team in their division for the last uh, in the last five games, and then they have the Colts and the Giants. So I don't, I don't know what to expect out of that because the way Detroit's playing, who knows. But I, I'm, I know Detroit's going to be a physical team that's going to give them a game. They are. Well, look, I mean, if Braxton Berrios caught that damn ball. Oh, my God, that dude, game. Dude, catch the ball. Look, kudos to the Jets, man. Kudos to the Jets for scrapping and clawing and 
fighting to be in that game. By the way, what was up with Madison with that weird fake injury twerking celebration? That was bizarre. Oh, God. That was so bizarre to me. Um, I saw I saw shit on social media where they're just like, this is like the most di- disrespectful uh, t- touchdown <laughs> celebration. I was like, I don't know. OBJ lifting his leg like he's pissing on someone is pretty disrespectful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, style points. Style yeah. points, man. But that was a pretty wild game, and the Jets had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity which is tremendous. And the stat lines, when you look at the stat lines of this game, it's very weird because the, the Jets just compiled all these yards. But they had opportunities late, and they just couldn't get it done. But they were so close. They were so close so many times. They ended up one for six in red zone opportunities against the Vikings. But that ball hit Berrios in the hands. Mm-hmm. Hit him in the hands. And then they, they had timeouts. They managed to hold. They forced they forced the Vikings to punt. And they got another crack at it. And, um, you know, I mean, it was fourth and ten. So, you know, at the very end, White started getting picked off at the, at the goal line. It was double coverage, but it was fourth and ten with not a lot of time left. So I understand why he threw it into the end zone. But they, they just, they had so many cracks at it. They were so close. At some point from the looking at Minnesota, to be nine and zero in one score games this year, it's crazy. Okay. It's it's going to catch up to them. It really is. Right, it's I only mean, a matter of time. It feels like they're going to get the Cowboys heartbreak. You know what I mean? Like they'll yeah. get to the playoffs and then they'll they'll just have some crushing loss. You know. But kudos to kudos to Mike White, and it's another reminder that they made the right decision, telling Zach Wilson to be like, "Just sit on down, bro." <laughs> no. No. Yeah, it, it really is crazy to think that the Jets' defense held Justin Jefferson to seven catches for forty-five yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he got the touchdown, obviously, but it's just it's just the idea that you know you hold Dalvin Cook to under ninety yards rushing, you hold Kirk Cousins to under two hundred yards passing, you know Jefferson to under fifty yards receiving, and you still lose by five because turnovers because yeah. you just can't Our finish off goals. a drive. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, would the kicker have like five field goals or something? Yep. Well, and that on top of it, they outscored him in the second half. Mm-hmm. If they could have just put together, a- it, it was a weird game, man. But they just they had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. I, I'm telling you, dude. If if, if I'm a betting man, the way things have fallen for Minnesota this year. I'm not trusting them, dude. If they I'm not play trusting like that, them at all. I'm not trusting them. If the Vikings play like that against a solid team in the playoff, like well, Philly you know, and Dallas has smoked them. Oh, they won't get away with that crap against Philly or Dallas. No. But you know, yeah. and we've and we've known the 49ers have had their number in the past in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it, it, they they have to find. I mean, their defense has to show up and their offense has to be on point because if they're not, I don't see them making it through out of the wild card. And that and that's a shame too because it's not like these guys aren't playing hard. It's just they're just you know not they're just a, a, I hate to say it but a mid team at this point. Well, they don't have a large margin of error. You know no, what I mean? They don't because it, Cousins is solid. 
Justin Jefferson is a fucking star. That dude's a legit. Right. He's legit as legit as AF, I guess as the kids say. <laughs> he's legit. Right. But so, Cousins is still is still hard to trust. And I don't think their defense is good enough to lock somebody down. They have great pieces, but no, they yeah, they, they just don't They've got pieces not cohesive enough. And those pieces are getting on an age too. They've been around quite a while. So it's they need if they're gonna do something, well they need to so pull they, the trigger. They got a gift with Green Bay being so mediocre so far this year. They they have. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this real quick. Philly, yeah. Minnesota. Philly's remaining schedule mm-hmm. at the next three weeks, they're on the road. They have the Giants. Yep. At Chicago, mm-hmm. at Dallas, mm-hmm. and then in January they are at home versus the Saints mm-hmm. versus the Giants. With that schedule, at worst, I think they go four and one, and they should be able to clinch home field. Now, if we're looking at Minnesota, mm-hmm. their schedule. Okay, I mean, they're at Detroit, which at that, Detroit, that game is going to be a slugfest. It will be. So at Detroit, home against Indy, mm-hmm. home against New York, at Green Bay, at Chicago. I mean, they would even here's the problem. Even if they did win out mm-hmm. because Philly has the tiebreaker, it don't matter. Right. So they have they would have to win out or win so more. If Minnesota wins out and Philly goes three and two. That's a just for story. shiggles. Because listen, four out of the last five games for Minnesota are at one o'clock. Oh so that's, Kirk that, Cousins that's o'clock. That's good for them. Mm-hmm. Right? The only one is at Green Bay, which is a four twenty five game. Well, only three so far at one because the Bears game is is TBD, so they haven't decided what their t- this, uh, time for, frame for that one is yet. Uh, I'm looking at a different app than you are. I'm looking at course, ESPN. I, I'm <laughs> looking at the score, but here's the thing. Week, week 17, we, we all know that the NFL says we're going to put the most interesting game on it Sunday night at 820, right? Or week 18 or whatever it is. You would hope, considering, you you know, considering this past Sunday night game wasn't exactly, uh, (laughs) you know, interesting. If they had ended that game at the third quarter, it would have been very interesting. Yeah, well. That's on on NBC for making them go an extra quarter. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. (laughs) This just in, the Colts turned the ball over again. Apple pies for breakfast, McGuffin. (laughs) <laughs> don't go there with me don't go there with me do you really we'll keep it real keep it real me i will roll you in that office chair <laughs> through the drive after i chop your ass one more time you know what oh. if we're getting drunk at my house and you're rolling me down the hot the the parkway on the office chair please i would love that i <laughs> would love for us to be able to get hammered together seriously that's funny i like no i'm dead serious man like I can't remember the last time we really got the chance to do that. I don't know. Been a minute. Has been. I, I for guess sure. episode three hundred. <laughs> well, maybe but, we need. To but do, we weren't all together. Maybe though, we, with that. we need to do instead of waiting the four hundred. Maybe we need to do three fifty. Oh, that's coming up soon. 
Oh, I thought I was drinking water. That was Jack and Coke. Holy Toledo, that was fun. <laughs> I took too big of a sip out of that bad chug, boy. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, that was good, but woo. Woo. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> All right, uh, I do want to say uh, a couple of things, and we'll have to start uh, gearing towards wrap up. All of a sudden, it's almost two a.m. It's God, time flies. When what? It's oh, it crazy. I know yeah. it's crazy how time flies when, when we are recording. It is ridiculous. Drinks flow, time flies. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will say it, it's funny to me that as far as the Giants in Washington, it was the first Giants tie since nineteen ninety seven, which was, of course, also against, against Washington. Washington. <laughs> Gotta love that. And again, the, the Commanders have had a nice... I still hate saying Commanders. Washington's had a nice streak to get to 7-5-1. and one. Uh, They're unbeaten in four and have only lost... Only have one loss in their last eight games. Obviously, some people feel like a tie is a loss, but the standings tell us otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, I like the Moxie. I still think they made the right decision uh, going with Heineke. And I, I hope they just play it out this year. We'll we'll see what we'll see what goes. There is opportunity space in the NFC, but that defense is going to have to play legit ball because the, the teams are beatable, but got to be no half-assery. Yeah, right. None of that. None of that. I mean, I mean, at this point, their playoff life is at stake. So, and they know they're right there. Mm-hmm. So, I would think that they do have a couple of tough games, though, because obviously they get the Giants and they still have to play the Browns, but they're going to San Francisco on Christmas Eve. That's a big one. Ooh. And then Dallas at home for the final game of the season. That's, that's well, uh, the final game is always tricky because you don't know who has stuff to play for, yeah, right. And if Dallas has if Dallas has nothing to play for, then it shifts that it won't give a shit, mm-hmm. yeah. So, a little bit of by the way, back. just one just off the, just quickly off topic, can we mm-hmm. finally get rid of that fucking cunt Snyder after what came out today? Oh my god, oh yeah, Shannon, you are right, water is wet, the sky is blue. And Dan Snyder is a toxic influence with the Washington Redskins, er, Washington Commanders. Wow, what a shocker! I when mean, I saw that come out, I was like, "Really? You're yeah. just gonna you're just gonna say this now when we all knew that this we years all, ago?" I mean, come on, man. We fucking told you years ago. What the Year, hell? Years ago. Years ago. Nothing. Literally, almost at the beginning of this podcast, we told you this shit. Also true. I mean, Dan- I sat through an hour rant with the captain talking about the game <laughs> day experience mm. versus Carolina. He's a dumpster fire. I There's mean, nothing new. Dude, There's nothing new. Nothing new. It's nothing new. No. It's just a reminder of. What they're doing on the field is in spite of who's yes at the top of the hill. in spite of Snyder, not because of Snyder. Absolutely yeah. correct. In correct. spite of him, like uh-huh. Rivera, I would have to imagine while he's thankful for the position, he has to be like, "Why the hell am I working for this scumbag?" Huh. Well, and I guarantee you, Harsh. he just goes out and tells these guys, "Goes, you know what." Don't play 
for the name. Play for yourselves. Play for your teammates. Go out there and just lay it all on the field. And who gives a shit about the prick who signs your paychecks? Just go mm-hmm. out there and play your asses off. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's why they settle it on the field, bro. That's why they do it. That's why, that's why you play the games. What, uh, Shannon, what's that line? You play to win, to win the game. Hello. Hello. Yeah. That or I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah. One of the two. One of the two. So <laughs> real quick. And, uh-huh. I, and, and I'm like way off tangent jumping here. Oh, Lord. What do you got? You made me think of a couple of deaths this week. Uh, the first one, Mills Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the, the referee from boxing, he was uh, most famous for the Tyson Holyfield bout, but MTB. Celebrity death match, dude. That immortal, shit was great. Immortalized this guy as a referee on celebrity death match. And uh, it, it just, oh my gosh, I was just watching some of the videos people were posting and I, I threw one in the brew chant of Beavis and Bud Beavis versus Budhead as Mil- with Mel What's funny is that I was I was looking it up. That was the one I was hovering over when you said that. Can I do your granddaughter? <laughs> I'm in no mood for your wife's crack. Let's get it on. <laughs> nice. Oh my god. Celebrity Deathmatch was hilarious. At its, oh my at, god. I love that at shit. Its peak, Amazing. At its peak, it was so good, dude. So good. Oh my god. Oh my when, god. When MTV didn't just show crap reality TV. Yeah. There true. you go. Yeah, don't get me started on that tangent. Yeah. Uh speaking of crap reality TV, how about how about the Bears playing football? That's some crap reality. T- no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's Except just you know not. Aaron Rodgers still talking about how he still owns a stake know, in the Bears, and you dude, know it's it's true, dude. I I got to tell you, I was worried about it. I was worried about it, man. When when Fields popped off on second eleven, ran for it was a oh, fifty dude. yard. T- I was like, uh oh, that was ten o Bears, man. That was rough. So, and then Fields you had bombed. a little bit of a PTSD flashback of Colin Kaepernick right there. Is it, that what it that wasn't was? that bad, but it was it, it was dancing around, man. It was there. It was, it was, <laughs> It wasn't erased from, you know what I mean, from a mind. I lived through that one. Unpleasant. So you have to go, ah, shit. And then in the second quarter, you know, Fields bomb went out to St. Brown, and then Montgomery finished that off with a, with a red zone touchdown to make it 16-3. I was like, man, son of a bitch. At least he missed extra point. But son of a bitch. <laughs> Get me a drink. Yeah. And then, you know, Green Bay on the second half, man. And I mean, what, they finally I, they finally just sat down and just ran the fucking ball. That's something they've always needed to do. Wait, wait. And so you're saying they went Bill O'Reilly? We'll do it live. Well, I think he's also saying you said balls. Yes. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Get. <laughs> do it live. I can. I'll do it live. That's right. F it. You have two world-class running backs. You just utilize them. You know that Rodgers isn't right this year. Just no, pound the rock. Just legit, pound the rock. He's legit hurt. He's legit hurt. Also, signing by Nikhil Harry. Lindy, that's your boy, man. What's up with what's up with your expatriate, man? He couldn't catch. That was that was a hell of a catch. Couldn't catch a cold in New England. There he is, like making this phenomenal catch down there. That's pretty wild, man. They drafted or, who? They drafted who? The Bears. <laughs> 
Drafted who? <laughs> Nikhil Harry. Oh. Who? Son of a bitch. Give me a drink. Yes. <laughs> Wait, they wild. let him go? They did. Oh. Oh, Lord. McGuffin. Oh. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, dude. Seriously? This guy. This guy. This asshole right here. <laughs> this asshole. Yeah. McGuffin, this is for you. This asshole. <laughs> In late breaking news, an asshole In named Mike McGuffin. late breaking news. <laughs> mm. mm -hmm. Bro, bro. I was at a wedding this past weekend with Amber. Mm -hmm. She went Leroy Jenkins. Holy cow, dude. Really? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Were you wishing you could turn back time on that one, Shannon? Oh, I accidentally muted it. Oh, no. What were you saying? He's turning back time? Is that what you said? I said I asked him if he wish he could turn back time after. Oh, after. oh my God. She went all Leroy Jenkins, you know? I, mean, I don't know. I, I, feel, I, I feel like a lot no. of people after seeing, you know, that potential new Tom Brady wag. Yeah, he definitely understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Come on, Randy. Put the ass in assignment right there. I'm just saying. Yes, he did. Indeed, he did. Yes, he did. I understood the assignment. Yep. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, very. Yes. <laughs> I, apparently, Amber understood the assignment as well because apparently, I came home with six bottles of wine uh -huh. that were not opened up during the ceremonies. So. Oh, nice! That was. Um, <laughs> All right, now we're now we're into the random shits happening on the podcast. Bro, now we're into bro. that segment. We're into that segment. Oh uh, fuck. Well, yes we are. Randy, Randy, look, yeah. you it's know, for fuck's sake. Hey, okay. look, look, bitches. Do I look like I give a fuck? Really <laughs> Considering how many swings you took off of that bottle, no, you don't. You know what? Right, what are you up to? Three or four? <laughs> look, oh, look, oh, oh, here look, we go. Look, number here's four. number four. Fuck it. Oh, here we mm. go. There, I'll even join you. See? Ah! Oh God oh, damn! Oh shit! Here we go. Woo! <laughs> Wait, oh, Mark's God. here? What? What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> I got your New York Giants. I got a, your New York Football Giants theme music. <laughs> It is December, so you can't do the November lane anymore. Oh, that's true. You just get Sanford and Sons. You just get the junk intro. <laughs> well, I mean, they can't possibly lose in the bye week. 
Or can they? Or can they? Well, they're playing Philadelphia this week. It's not. They're not on bye. Well, okay. I was Washington's on bye. I was thinking Washington. My bad. No. Well, that's okay. Wow. You know, you know what's not on well, bye. You know, I had the commander schedule up, and I see the the, the buys. So, I know, you know. I know. You know. You know who's not on bye? Dan Snyder and Congress. You know, and the funny thing is, is that the owners' meeting is coming up either this week or next week. So you know, amazing that the news comes up on the Commanders by week. Can, right can, we, just, the can we just get rid of this asshole? Just be done with it, Jesus. Please. Dude, come on, dance. I mean, if Ursay is saying you got to go, you you got issues. Dan Snyder soundbite right here. Fuck him. Get him out of there, for real. You know what's funny is all the random rumors, and one of the most persistent ones is that they already have the sale lined up. They just haven't executed it yet. On certain Redskins boards, they swear that Bezos has already bought the team. It just hasn't. None of that's finalized, right? Or or not announced, but that Bezos has bought it. And I'm like, look, I mean, in, until. The fat lady Viking from JG Wentworth is up there is singing oh that song, gosh. right? Like I'm just, I'm not confident, man. Right? I need, I need the fat Viking opera singer lady on the bus. Yes, and then I will, I will feel more confident. But until then, no. Mm 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 mm. All right. Uh, I thought you're gonna. Uh, play the JG oh you, Wentworth, you, you legit want JG Wentworth? Okay. I mean, I thought that's where you were going. Oh, all right, all right. God bless, man. God damn. JG Wentworth bus. I'll look it up for you, dude. I thought that's where you were going. Guy. If you need long term payments, oh there it is. Oh here you go. If you get long term payments, but you need cash now. I feel like if it was Whitfield, like seven cash cow, but you have a rash now. Oh no! Like that's the that's the Whitfield. Yikes! That's the feel like that's the Whitfield flavor. Come on, man! Good God, man! Oh, you are an asshole. You know that. I know. Well, that's, yes. That's, yes. That's why. That's why Todd likes to listen to us. <laughs> it's when I drink too much and then I turn into a dickhead. That's what he likes. Are you not entertained? Are you? Are you not entertained? <laughs> oh, good lord. Hey. <laughs> oh, sorry, Whitfield. Don't want no short. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, no. no, you're not. Come on, man. Come on, man. I still love that thing with that random Reddit roast me dude that really did remind me of Todd. Oh, he did look like Todd. He, he totally has Todd's hair. Yeah, he did. We gotta send Todd that picture. I just don't know when. Like, I couldn't send it to him the day that he. I wouldn't send it to him today or tomorrow. Wait till after the Hardywood tap take. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. And look, man, I hope you guys make it to the Hardywood Tap Takeover. Here's my thing. Unless I get through the podcast at work tomorrow, I can't go to the Hardywood Tap Takeover and drink GBS and then imagine I'm going to come home and be productive. It's not going to, especially on a short sleep night, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. It's not going to end well. No, no. no. I'll be like, oh, well, I guess I'll get to that podcast on Saturday morning. You know what I mean? Not, our our goal is to be there. Our goal is to be there. I got half a day, so I'll be home when she gets off of work and we'll probably go, we'll probably go straight there after that. You should, you should do that. You should do that. All right, let's do a couple of rapid-fire things. There's a couple of games we didn't get to. Uh, I think we teased a little bit about the Packers and the Bears, but I, I'm glad that the Packers went ahead and delivered that. By the way, Chicago, y'all punk asses officially eliminated from the playoffs. So from this Green Bay Packers fan to y'all, suck it. Also very funny <laughs> that Nikhil Harry, our man Lindy's favorite expatriate, <laughs> bringing in a ball from Justin Fields. Oh my god, that dude like felt like he did nothing in New England. There he is out there making a good play. But anywho, uh, a lot of this is the continuation of of just Watson. Uh, that guy's getting into that you know chatter for the rookie of the year stuff. I don't know if the body of work is sufficient for that, but he's definitely come on strong as of late. He's got a ridiculous number of touchdowns for the number of games he's played. So I'll take that. Good for good for the Green Bay. Uh, but y'all have a long way to go, man. I mean, it's just like, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> like, just don't. Just don't. We talked about Chargers are going to charge with the Raiders. They did beat the Chargers, and then they ate their ass against the Rams. So I guess that's a little bit of a wash. How do you um, fuck that up? Josh Jacobs, Seriously. by the way, fun factoid. Josh Jacobs joins Marcus Allen. This was last week. Last week. Not tonight, eating ass against the Rams. Last week against the, Ra- uh, uh, the Raiders and the Chargers, Josh Jacobs joined Marcus Allen as the only Raiders running back. All right, it's just those two with multiple 10-plus rushing touchdown seasons. And let me tell you, as as long and storied as the Raiders' history is, I would never have guessed that. I wouldn't have either. Ever. They've had a a lot of good boxing backs. Bo Jackson. I know. I mean, for fuck's sake. I know. Multiple. I mean, you got to remember that Bo and Marcus Allen at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, still. Well, you got to figure Marcus Allen at the time was probably the short, short yardage back. Okay. Um, getting probably getting those touchdowns that Bo should have gotten after break, you know, going Tech Mobile with the you know seventy yard run. Yeah, I'm oh God, I remember that shit. People be like, I'm going to play the Raiders and they just run around with Bo Jackson. You're like, I can't fucking catch the guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yup. Uh, I will say, uh, as far as Steelers Falcons, best part of that, which was also kind of a bitter, bittersweet thing, was uh, Craig Ironhead Hayward's sons playing in that game. That was and, great to see. Yeah, it, it, it was good to see. Look, the Falcons are a little bit of a mess, but and the Steelers aren't great this year, but I, I do think that you can see their growth over the course of the season with some of the young players, so I appreciate that. That being said, for those two sons, for, for Craig Ironhead Hayward's sons, and I, I remember Ironhead, number one, but a phenomenal nickname, but he spent three years with the Falcons in the 90s. They had a bout of cancer. Ended up passing away at the age of 39, which I'm 45. So 39, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> it is crazy to me. Yeah, that's But he, he is buried 
in a suburb in Atlanta. And so they took a morning trip to his grave and both Cameron and Connor Hayward played and they're both on the Steelers and they, and they played a role in, in Pittsburgh's first, you know, winning streak of the season, dude, Connor Hayward hauled in the first touchdown of, of his career as a rookie tight end. And then Cameron was on the defense that only allowed a single touchdown. So that's again, bittersweet, bittersweet, but, I'm sure uh, Pops, depending on what you believe, right? I'm sure Pops had a little smile on his face on that one. Pretty wild. But I loved watching the highlights and then the post-game presser where they were talking about that. And you, you just knew. And their teammates knew. Their teammates knew. Oh, yeah. They knew. So that was, uh, you know, that, that was a sweet win for them. And then uh, particularly for... You know, bringing in that first, you know, bringing in that first touchdown. Come on, Connor Hayward getting that—that's nice. That's nice. Other thing, I think we talked a little bit about Ravens and the Broncos. That was hideous. One of my coworkers was at that game. She said the game was horrible for the most part, and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Russell Wilson was on the field. Yes, it was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Uh, she was like, well, it got really exciting at the end. I'm like, yeah, I saw that part. Yes, it did. And you're lucky they, the Ravens ended up finding a way to pull that out. It's just wildly ugly is probably the best way to put that. Wildly ugly. I mean, the Ravens that went for it on fourth and one from their own 18. Jeez. You know what I mean? So yeah. th- they definitely scrapped their way and clawed their way to find a way to win that game, which number one is good on, good on the Ravens for, for finding a way to win that. Given Lamar Jackson's injury, he's obviously going to miss some time. But dude, you you got to be able to put the Broncos away, <laughs> like right? I mean, McManus missed a sixty-three yard field, which is a big field goal. That's a big field goal. But the thing is, that dude does have the leg for it. He, he just, does. He just he just didn't get enough of it. No, not then, not then. Not that. I mean, and it, here's here's the thing. If and we'll say we'll go max of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. If Jackson misses three weeks, you got games against the Steelers, the Browns, and the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we, we can rule out the Falcons because chances are that's what'll happen. But with the Steelers and the Browns, since it's a divisional game, it's pretty big. It, it's one of those things where, because it's a division opponent. You know you're going to get a hard-fought game. Yes. And now, Grant, we don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to look like for the Browns. Probably well, if he doesn't pull his head out of his ass. He's got to look better soon. than his first week back, doesn't he? Ooh, that was so hot Ooh, garbage. He was terrible. Uh, but the Steelers are kind of, are getting some more confidence. Their young players are really starting to step up. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a, a pretty. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. But then, so because you figure if the Ravens go, we'll say two and one. Because I, I think that's kind of what's going to happen. Depending on what the Bengals do, they get the Bengals' last game of the season, and they still have to play the Steelers a second time. Mm. This is so. This is a huge stretch for them to determine if they're going to win the division or not. Yeah. And depending on the severity of this PCL injury that Jackson has, I mean, if he goes three weeks, nah, I mean, it 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 feels like the season's going to collapse on Baltimore, doesn't it? It does, a little bit. I mean, let's be honest. So, we'll see how Huntley responds um, another weekend. I like Huntley, though. He seems, yeah, like, he seems no. like he's got he got a really good upside to him. He had some really nice moments the past couple of years. 
Uh, but th- it's still tough sled, man. It is. It, that That's a lot to go in and replace, you know, an MVP caliber quarterback. That's tough. So, but either way, 10-9 over the Broncos. What the hell, y'all? Can't do it. <sighs> Can't do it. That's garbage. Seahawks take down the Rams. That was a pretty scrappy division matchup. Uh, Ram- and, and the Rams had a lead late, dude. Woo! They got a Cam Akers touchdown to go up 23-20. to 20, And then, look, Geno just delivered. He hit DK for the go-ahead touchdown. It was like 30-some seconds to go, man, to get up 27-23. They held on. They got that done. Kudos to them. And I know we talked about this a little bit last last week, but I will just say the Bills handling, you know, wrecking shop and just handling business against New England. That sideline throw that Allen had was just ridiculous. Running and jumping out of bounds and still just hitting on it. There's filthy. only a couple other quarterbacks I I can think, that I it's can just, think of that could hit that it's throw. It's filthy. Filthy, 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 you know, filthy. Rodgers in his prime because clearly I don't think he's definitely mobile enough now to do that sort of thing, but Mahomes. It's yeah. Him and Mahomes. Those are yeah. the only two current quarterbacks that you know could, could make that play. Yeah. So I, I will ask you this uh, again. <laughs> some of these things we can follow up on in different weeks. I mean, there's plenty of time to talk about baseball stuff, but I will ask you just quite simply about uh, the Mets just on an absolute spend fest, bro. Getting Verlander, reuniting him with uh, Max Scherzer. That's kind of funny in its own way. And you, you've had some pretty significant moves. Judge re-signing with the Yankees, which I kind of, honestly, I thought he was gone. <laughs> I didn't expect him to re-sign. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Nine years, I'd... $360 million. He got paid. And do, do not forget this. He got two more years and $146.5 million more than the Yankees offered him last April. That's... So. Well, he definitely earned it. Let's he be did. honest. Better himself in one, <laughs> but doesn't always as, happen. As for the Mets, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they're spending now, just because clearly they were, you know, they were close last year. Uh, they felt like obviously they were a few pieces. They fell apart, you know, at the end there, mm-hmm. but. Getting the you know pitcher the caliber of Verlander is always solid, but you're also you got to figure they're replacing Degrom. Losing Degrom didn't. I know. As much as I hated it, at least he didn't go to like the Yankees or the Braves or some shit like that. In, he went to the Rangers, so I, mean, I can't. It, it, I can't it's, fault him. It's years in injury history. Yeah, and I wish him the best, <laughs> and I'm appreciative of what he's what he did for the Mets and how mm. well he he played. Um, definitely one of the best pitchers in the game. Uh, it's just it, it's going to be it, it's going to be different. It's going to have a different feel to not see him in in, in a Mets uniform next season. Uh, but obviously, that's why we probably went out and went after Verlander just to kind of at least give us something uh, comparable to uh, what what Degrom had. But it gives us another yeah. wily veteran who's been there, who has experience, who can help the young guys. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, you know, obviously giving uh, Brandon Nimmo eight years, this, uh, which was a nice thing because the dudes definitely earned that as well. Mm-hmm. I just think, given the fact that Cohen has no problem opening up that checkbook, I mean, it's like, yep, let's do this. Let's go ahead and, yeah, you want you want this much money? Okay, well, we're I mean, good. He's worth $17.5 billion. So, you know, and, and as we talked yeah. before the podcast, being a big market team like they are, they easily can make that money back, and regardless of how bloated that payroll is, it feels yes. like we've kind of had the juxtaposition of 
you know, what the Yankees were uh, back in the 90s and in the early 2000s where Steinbrenner was just like, let's go, let's sign everybody. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because obviously the offseason is still going mm-hmm. and we're still a couple months away from uh, spring training. So, Well, I'll, I'll ask both of you this. Is there any move that you love and or any move that you hate so far in baseball? Hmm. I mean, the fact that the Yankees said, you know what, we were wrong, you're right, Judge, and we are, we're going to assign you to what you are worth. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a Yankees fan, I know you are, Captain, but the fact that they could admit they were wrong and signed him, I think, is a win Yeah, for everybody involved, uh, Yankees fans and Judge. I think that that's a total win all all the way around. All right, because he's homegrown, he can be a captain. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think know, that's really the key is the fact that he is homegrown, that he's the he is the captain of that team, and it really, you know, sets you know well, set the precedent for them. Well, that's the standard because you can't be captain if you're if you're not homegrown. Yeah, and. Like that, that's like one of those things with like the Yankees. Like, I mean, they brought in Rodriguez, but he could, Alex Rodriguez could never be captain because he wasn't homegrown. The fact that Aaron Judge was homegrown and he bet on himself. I mean, is he the next Derek Jeter in the sense of just being there his entire career and being the captain? I, I, it's a, it's I a think, wait and see. I, it's a wait and see, but at this point, I would say yes because. I mean, they just signed him to this gigantic contract that's going to keep him there till his late thirties. Mm-hmm. You're going to get them in his prime years for sure. Correct. And look, it's he's the first guy since Derek Jeter to be quote unquote a Yankees captain because he's homegrown and he gets the big contract, and you know he's not brought in. He he's he's there, and. I, I never knew that about the Yankees. Like, I thought they just said, okay, best player, Mm-mm. biggest contract gets to to be captain. And I didn't no. realize that you had to be homegrown in order to be a captain on that team. And I huh. think that's really cool. Like, I, I did, I, I listened to Michael K today on um, one of the ESPN shows talk about that. And I, I had no idea that that was the case. Like, I just, I just didn't know. And I, I thought that was really cool that, you know, because he was, like, as I've said, repeated four times now, you know, homegrown, he's a team captain. Hey, uh, cool shit. pro tip, by the way, if you really want to feel the sauciness factor crank up a bit when you record, do straight liquor shots. We'll get you there. <laughs> or do GBS, so, which welcome. is like nine and a half percent. So. You're welcome. All right, so obviously, I'm gonna, you know, my favorite move. I'll just say Verlander, and my the one I hate the most is uh, Degrom. However, let's can we just appreciate the fact that this off season we've seen like just a fuck ton of money flying around, a ton. Like yeah, the Mets giving Nimmo eight years, 162 million. Turner getting a 300 million from the Phils. You know, you get Bogart getting. 
280 million from the Padres. Oh my you God. know, it's, it's, it's crazy. The amount of money being thrown around this off season. I, Dude, it, it, it amazes Padres, me. Like you already, how many, how many shortstops? Shannon, Shannon, how many damn shortstops do the Padres need? <laughs> I'm just asking bro for a friend. I, I, I don't know, man. I, it just, it, you know, when we were when we were kids growing up watching baseball, we never even dreamed of this kind of money being tossed around. Now, granted, no. obviously, we grew up when A Rod got ten years, two hundred fifty mil from the Rangers, but it's just the idea that now it just seems to be the norm every it's offseason. Pocket change at this point. It's it's just it's the norm now. These guys, even these non these guys aren't even that are aren't perennial all stars. I mean. Nothing against Brandon Nimmo. I love the dude. He plays I mean, hard. He's a great player. But 162 million over eight years—that was like a mega contract when we were kids. Does SDM now become SSM? I don't need no shortstop wow. man. Wow! <laughs> I need a shortstop man. I mean, like I don't know. Wow! I didn't know that was the kind of request you were going to have, McGuffin. But if that's the way that it goes, clearly he wants an SDM. If he's uh, calling for that. Cool. Well, I guess that's better than the SDT. Don't make me have to have a penny chop you, bro. Chop. Let's go. He Bring to, it. He wants to chop you, Randy. Chop you. Because you cannot re-chop your wife. How do you know, McGuffin? <laughs> unless, unless you have official rules that say that. I think you made that up. No, I, look, I know better. Where are the official rules at? Uh, she's a she's a redhead. I don't. I, I know what'll happen to me. So, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Though I do dare her. I'm like, go ahead, hit me. I don't care. I mean, it won't hurt Crap. him. It won't hurt him in the least because the man is a freaking beast. Mm. And I love the man because, good lord, he's a fucking beast. And I, he's our friend. Can I tell you after my fourth shot of Widow Jane Applewood Rye, I am feeling it. Nick, I would really hope so. I, I, I thought you were really about to go so. number five there. I was like, no. "Uh oh." He's just got the bow his head. He's like, I know. "Yeah, no." Uh, uh, I, I was like, "I was like no. that dude uh, when Carl Lewis." I was thought about it. The, uh, an- the anthem. anthem? And he goes, "Uh oh." Uh oh. I thought about it, but it is two thirty. I should drink water, and then when you know, yeah, probably. I mean, and, after two shots of Moxie's Bardition and drinking a Christmas morning, I'm just like, you know what? I feel pretty good right I now. Feel I mean, good. what's the dude's name in Rocky Four? Throw in the damn towel. Throw it in. That's funny. <laughs> Let's uh, do, uh, keep doing C- a couple C- of uh, C- CFP, uh, CPF, CFP. the yes. Cordero Patterson FP. What are you trying to say, yes. McGuffin? All right. CFP. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, Ohio State 4. And I, I will say this, that TCU game with Kansas State was absolutely incredible. Again, a, a TCU Frank comeback and, and Max Duggan. Now, my family, I've got a lot of family that has their last name spelled the same way, but in our family, we say Dugan, not Duggan. So if you hear me say <laughs> Dugan, forgive me because in my family... That spelling is Dugan, not Duggan. I'm just letting you know, okay? So if I get his name wrong, but it's one of the two, I'm batting 500, which obviously the oh, Yan- Yankees will play say, for. He might get his own name wrong, and you he got might. it right. See, look at the bright side. But that just that comeback by TCU late was incredible. 
And they got so close. They got so close. That, I give them. I give them credit for going for it on fourth down and overtime. Mm-hmm. It's a tough spot. It really is. But the committee, I believe, this year got it right. Yeah. Um. Of course, Georgia dominating, Michigan dominating. TCU. Well, there was there was no doubt about either of those two teams. It was really a question of. With I had no losing. issue with TCU. No. Like, the fact that they went to overtime to me just cemented it, their it, spot. It would have been criminal to boot them. Yes. That, 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 I, just, I just think it was nice to see. To me, the five, the top four, it mm-hmm. seems like it's different, and I like that. It, I, 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 got, I got bored of just Clemson and I know, Bama I know, all I know. the time. Look, let's be honest. If you look at the top ten, right, do you go, all right, that's a good playoff? Because that's what, that's what I did when I looked at the actual top 10, top 12. I was like, that's a good-looking playoff, y'all. Yep. Like, straight yeah. up. And I'm okay with that. Like, and even if this year it was uh, the top six, I would have been okay with that. Like, you know, mm. we, we've talked about this plenty of times. I, we've thought six or eight is enough. They want to go to 12, which is fine. I do not want to hear – Jack squat, and if you want to break out Look, Chris Farley, if you can't do. get it done with twelve teams, I'm just saying if you if you're number thirteen and you're whining and complaining, shut the fuck up. You have you have well, Mark. Then you, you go to Sam Mark, Jackson. You're not going Chris Farley. No, I know. At that point, you got Mark Davis's barber. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, damn. Just saying. That's pretty messed up. Good <laughs> lord. You're what what can I say? How, how are you gonna do that bar well that barber don't know what the fuck he's doing, but no, have you... <laughs> good lord. Have you seen it's like Edward Scissor hands. Like the acclaim oh, is gonna be like, hey Edward Scissor hands, scissor me. And oh my god. Mess you you know Justin has no clue who the hell they are. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know it's not going to happen, right? But how wild would it be to get Michigan, Ohio State two? I mean, it would have been wild. But Shannon, doesn't it feel like they had to structure the CFP so that Michigan and Ohio State could not be the first game? No, I'm, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about in like after they each win there, you like Michigan being TCU and. Have you know? Amazingly, somehow Ohio State pulls off the upset and beats Georgia. I'm not talking about. Do you mean next school year? Do you mean this school year? Ohio State ain't beating Georgia, my man. No, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I just want to say, how crazy would it be? I didn't say it's going to happen. I would rather that be the semifinal than the final. Oh, because in order to get to the final, all. You gotta pull out all the stops, mm. as it should be. Can you can you tell that to USC for next year? By the way, just pro tip. I, I'm just saying, like, tell them you, to pull out what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. If you were UFC, UFC, <laughs> UCF, UFC, meh, GBS, too meh. much GBS, IBS, GBS, whatever, I, TBS. Look, who knows? I'm just saying, I had the 
giant GBS times two instead of a you know regular pint. So y'all keep me up much later. I'm gonna have the giant IBS to start the day. So get to <laughs> get to your fucking point, bro. I, I, I'm pretty Just sure drink you your coffee and be happy with it. Take off, bro. <laughs> Just take a day off. I might. You never know. You're allowed to. I know. That's true. Oh man. Better you destroy your toilet at home than at work anyway. Mental health day. There that's you go. True, that's a true story. Yeah, right? Man. So, all right. So, we're giving TCU some respect. Uh, it's a tough overtime loss to Kansas State. Yeah. Max Duggan balled out. I told you before, if you hear me say Dugan, that's what we say in my family. It's spelled the same way. That's, that's what we okay. say. Dugan, we not Duggan. But we he, appreciate that. All, all the announcers and all the people talking about him always say Duggan, so I'm, I'm going to try to remember that. I might hey, butcher it. Forgive me. Fuck him. So, there you go. Uh, that was wild. That was an intense game. That was one that I kind of didn't worry about the first half, and then I started paying attention to the second half. And then Dude, it just at got... the wedding, we're, we're sitting there looking at our phones going, mm. oh, shit, they're about to Uh-oh. tie up the game. Mm-hmm. And literally, as they tied up the game was when the fucking wedding started. We're like, oh. Seriously? Seriously? Fuck. Dude. So we're like You got to have AirPods. There. You got to have AirPods, bro. So, so like, one in. The, the pastor goes into prayer. I'm like, I'm like checking my phone. I'm like, <laughs> they're still tied. That's funny. Excuse By the way, me. the pastor is the pastor at my church. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That explains a lot. My I'm, boss. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He didn't say shit. But so. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, Ohio State 4. I don't have a lot of faith in Ohio State. I mean, Mm-mm. They don't inspire a ton of confidence. I mean, in I mean that's a, I mean, that's a tough ass for them to actually. Of course, of beat course, Georgia of, course, of all teams. Of course, just saying they they got a puncher's chance. Don't don't just rule them out. No, 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 no. no. You, you can't rule anybody out in college football because you never know. You know, I mean, think about all the times everybody's like, "Oh, Appalachian State, yeah, whatever," uh, and they, and they yeah. just end up upsetting some big school yeah, right. going. They got a puncher's <laughs> chance. What happened? What had happened was, uh, what happened was, is Marvin Harrison Jr. went the fuck off. Yeah, so, under understand that Ohio State has some athletes. So no, of course they do. Of course they do. As they always Again, do. I they mean, just, I think Georgia's going in the game. Don't get me wrong. They just right. couldn't have Michigan, they got Ohio State in the first round of the CF. They couldn't do that. No, couldn't do that. So, also uh, that final score in that TCU. Kansas State game, 31-28. That was tight. Overtime was super relevant. Uh, what was less tight, less wild, well, wild in a, in a different way, uh, was USC-Utah, and Utah wins that game 47-24. So I'll give some props and respect towards Caleb Williams, who I think most people still consider the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. Kudos to Michigan and Harbaugh, by the way, for getting this done. Winning the uh, uh, Big Ten Championship 43-22 over Purdue. It's quality. You know, Michigan feels like they're 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 on a mission. The, the way they're playing, as hard as they're playing. Of course they are. Duh. I mean, oh. it's, a, it's a Harbaugh-led team. I mean, they're ta- they've taken on his identity. <laughs> and that, 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 that's a scrappy team. And I really, you know, obviously for Harbaugh's sake, I really do hope they really, you know, you know overcome – I'm the odds because I, you know, I'll, I can say Michigan and Georgia all I want. It, I'm kind of hoping that if it does come to that, that they end up winning, I'll, I'll pull yeah. for them for that. All right. So, uh, Shannon, I'll ask you this. 
Look, Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams. Does anybody have a legit crack at it other than Caleb Williams? McGuffin. No. He's on vapor lock right now. No, I, I... his brain went. I mean, I'm not even happy with that four. Yeah, to be honest with you, like who they I, omit. I, the Michigan running back, like, and that's because of injury. Like Hayden Hooker, I thought should have been in that top four, be- mm. but because of injury, he wasn't in there. Like, yeah. I mean, it is a bit of an outlying factor, and I and I do think it sucks that they do that. But you know, you, you I, have to go I, with who's healthy, who's been playing all season, and I feel like I feel like Duggan, Duggan, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> Duggan is, is is in and there because they're in the playoff. And Caleb Williams is in there because they were there till the bitter end. Mm-hmm. And listen, I he's been in a great system, but I'm not sure he's one of the best four players in college football. I thought Bill Anderson, who's one of who's absolutely the best defender in college football, should have been in there. Like if you can remember back in the day, Orlando Pace was a Heisman finalist, right? How about that? Because he was one of the four best players in college football. We have four quarterbacks anymore. Like, hmm. I don't feel it's about the four best players. I feel like it's the four best quarterbacks per the voters, not per who's the best four players. Could be. And I have an issue with that. Like, the receiver from Tennessee, Hyatt, who was absolutely tremendous the entire season, thought should have been in there. Mm. Bryce Young, yes, he said some well, issues. N- nobody's going to feel, nobody's going to shed tears other than Bama fans about an Alabama player. <laughs> and I understand I'm just, I'm just saying. that. But just I saying. thought the kid played pretty well right. all year long. I hear you. I'm just letting you know what to expect. Not it's, USB, it's unfortunate sorry. that that's what it seems like it's come to. I mean, I just I, four quarterbacks, like there's always a running back or a defender or I mean, think about like back in the day when Charles Woodson was. You know what I mean? You think about that sort of thing. Where I mean, that was like uh, the last. I mean, Devonta Smith, I get, was a, ru- a receiver that won, but like that dude was dominant, right. and he's dominant in the NFL now. Just Correct. like or just like Orlando Pace being a finalist, the dude's a Hall of Famer. It, you know, it's one of those things where you have to look at it and just be like, the the field's changed. It the way players are perceived like is changed. It's like okay, instead of the best players, we're going with the best face of the and, the, and that's the my issue. Like, I understand that you want to go with the best players, but. And they should. They, they... And if we're talking about the best players, Will Anderson, who is a defender, should have been in that conversation. But if you're I, talking I, about I agree the best you. players in college football, I mean, I, my I, gosh. I, I 100% agree with you that awards nowadays just do not really bring, you know, it's yes, the position players have their own awards, but yeah. for the Heisman, it shouldn't be just a quarterback. Correct. Heisman right. is the best overall player, and 
Yeah, there's definitely been running backs, wide receivers, defenders, whatever, that have I, had better seasons. I don't yeah. have anything against these quarterbacks. I just don't think but, they're the best four players in the nation. Like, oh. Sesson Bennett, I get it. He's the quarterback on the best team in the nation. I just don't think he's one of the top four players in the nation. That's all. I think he's awesome. You know, and the, and the funny thing, and if you've seen any of the memes this week, Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. – Six years ago, won the Heisman Trophy. Stetson Bennett this year is a, one of the four top guys. They were both born in 1987. It's pretty wild. Pretty That's wild. crazy. Pretty wild. Right? Pretty wild. It is. All right, look, gentlemen, we need to wrap up and get the heck out of here. We've hit we our do. two. We we hit our two and a half. It's time to All go. Right. So yeah, it's almost three. We need two. Wait, 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 wait. What? what? Dirk Nowitzki just called. Hold on, Dirk Nowitzki's on the phone. Dirk, you want to go full Dirk? Dirk Nowitzki's on the phone, man. Oh wow. Hold on, I'll think about that. You got to give me a better setup than that. That's lazy. That's lazy. Shannon can't be lazy about it, man. Dude, it's late. Look, bro. He even knows it's time to shut it down. I do. I do. Right. Well, I mean, we could go Aaron Rodgers against the Bears. Nah, well, <laughs> salute. That was pretty funny, by the way. I laughed. I laughed. I laughed. Do you think you still own the Bears? Yes, <laughs> he does. Yes, he does. Well, he does. You know, look he at the does. score. Yes. Yes. Uh, side note, I think the Bears, excuse me, the, the Packers passed the Bears for the number of all-time wins. They did. They did. Yeah. Yep. Suck at Chicago. Yeah. Y'all suck. And uh, even if we don't go anywhere in the playoffs, we still stole that title from you. So suck it. So, are, are you going old school? The Bears still suck. Yeah, I don't think I have that sound bite, but yes. It's a song. Just look it up on YouTube. Oh. It's it's fantastic. Randy's like, no, don't do it. The Bears still suck. <laughs> don't want no short dick, man. Ah dang, Justin, you look like them four shots are hitting you hard, bro. Bro, they did. They, I'm did. Telling you, they did. They are. I've had I've had two beers, two mixed drinks, and four shots. God, I'm dang. good. I and gotta the go. That, the fact that he's still upright is impressive. Let's be honest. Oh shit, where's the where's this music coming from? Oh no. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know where that's from. That's not good. <laughs> well, I, I found it. There we go. There you go. <laughs> <It> t- <laughs> took me a minute. Who was that? Oh, that was Short Dick Man turned into that. Thanks a lot, Dan Snyder, you fuckface. <laughs> the hell? Good old Short Dan Man. You can always count on that fail bucket. Which, yeah, no, like, like for real, man. I gotta go. Like, like I'm feeling it. I've had enough... Two beers, two mixed drinks, and four shots of Widow Jane during the podcast, bro. I'm done. I'm. Yeah, Widow Jane trying to make sure that the, yeah. you know, plays the role Finito. of the Widow for sure. Look, 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 Christian Watson. Look, time, look, Christian Watson finished off the Bears. The Widow Jane finished off me, right? Oh shit! And as always, we will tell you a little bit of sports brew advice. Shannon, please listen to this. 
Try not to be a cunt, it's Christmas. Take a tip from Santa's home. The rest of us are doing our best to be jolly. So don't go looking like you swallowed a bunch of holly. Don't shout at carols, singers, and tell them to stop. Don't buy your presents from the Oxfam shop. A box angry cherry, have another cherry. Try not to reach around. I'm slaying up the land. Try not to reach around. Try not to reach around. Try not to reach around. See you in tea. Oh, God. No, look. No, you you messed it up. It's got to be here. Hold on. Hold on. I'll help you out. I'm slaying up the land. Try not to reach around. Try not to reach around. Try not T O double D cut to D cut to D cut cut. See, instead of trying not to be a cut, it should be try not to be a Todd. <laughs> no, no, Todd's not a cunt by default. Todd's he great. He's not. Todd's great, but I, I, you try A for effort, A for effort. That's what happens when you try to go live, man. We'll do it live. You get it with random that's shit. That's, that's what happens when you mix liquor in with uh, the beer. That's, yes. that's what that happens. Also true. But anyway, look. All right. From all of us, all of you, thanks for putting up with our crap. Oh, my God. 240. I thought this was going to be done in two hours. It's my fault. It's my fault for, for taking four shots. I'll let you guys run away with it. <laughs> Lord knows what this podcast will sound like. Don't blame us. You helped. Hey, zip your face, Giles. Zip your face. <laughs> You're number one, buddy. You're number one. Look, Mad Moxie. <laughs> I'm not saying you're 11. This is double number ones for you. But anyway, look, as always, thanks for putting up with the crap. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, our home feed on Podbean, Apple Music, all kinds of stuff, man. Keywords of sports and brew. Thanks for putting up with our crap. And if um, for some reason I blanked out during part of this podcast and I don't know what you two ass bags said, well... Forgive me. He'll, he'll probably delete it. I might. So, you know. it, it depends. If it was good, I'll leave it. If it was if it was Whitfield level, I'll delete it. Well, it that, ain't Whitfield level, so it's going to stay. I, I don't know, man. Sometimes with the alcohol, you never can tell. No. It's you, true story. You, 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 you know. never know until the next day. Inconceivable. You listen to it, and you're, like, you're like, oh, shit, that's really good. Or you're like, oh, shit. Uh, hell with it. Yeah. Pretty much, man. <laughs> just got to get rid of it. That's what happens. But anyway, go get some rest, fellas, from all of us to all of you. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. We will catch you on the flip side. And there's a lot of crap we didn't get to. World Cup, the United States got out of the group stages, and they just sucked ass against the Netherlands. It's not a huge surprise. They got on their knees and blew it. They 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 blew Alrighty it. Man. Look, they well, let look, it go, man. They, they let did. it go. Look, they got a flu they got a kind of a fluky, freaky, weird, whatever, fortunate goal to close the two to one, and then Netherlands, Netherlands <laughs> was like, Nope, we're gonna pile another one on you. Um as far as the World Cup goes, dude, France. Anybody that's playing France, man, you got your hands full. Hands full for sure. So also, some wildness. I'm not, again. I've said before. I'm not going to drill down and pretend I know a ton about soccer, but I will say Morocco. Kudos to you. Kudos to y'all, man. Taking down Spain. That was quality. Portugal. You made the right decision. Benjamin Ronaldo. I know that does, people are going to complain. People are going to bitch. Right decision. 
Uh, Ramos up in there, starting in his place, dropping three goals and an assist. Ridiculous. And uh, Ronaldo just, I don't know, quit your bitch and get in the kitchen. I don't know what to say to that guy. Ridiculous, man. Don't be a whiny little bitch. Yeah. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> trying to help you out. Dude, are you are you going, um, oh, shit, what was that? A PSA? Yeah, we just gave Ronaldo a PSA. What do you think about Van Wilder? Is that what you Yes, Van Wilder. There you go. Yes, there you go. thank you. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. Glad All right, you. Justin. Let's wrap it up. Glad we're going <laughs> Yeah, don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. All right. Well, it's almost which three need, now. Look, look, which neither the Redskins or the Giants could do in that game, we're at least going to wrap it up. Right? True there story. You go. Just saying. All right, y'all. You said balls. We did. All right. Many I, times. Hasta luego. And we'll catch you on the flip side with the sports brew keywords. Just said it, sports and brew. But other than that, we'll catch you on the flip side. Good night. Peace out and all that crap. Good night now. Go Navy beat Army. There you go. Later, Gators. Maybe I should take a mental health day tomorrow. We'll see. There you go. All right, Jets. I might. You never know. It is 3 a.m. You should. (laughs) Thanks a lot. You kept me up late. Fuck faces. I blame the alcohol. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. I blame, what can we say except you're welcome? I blame something. And for right now, that something is you two. Thanks. <laughs> no. Anyway, go get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. From all of all of you, <laughs> good night now. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch you next week, peeps. Later, y'all. Late. 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 Good night. Good night.